Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily. Then distribute it everywhere and even earn money. And you can do that all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, and this is my personal testimony, of course, I feel like having options like video podcasts and Q&A and polls has let me be creative on another level. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Previously on Lonely Boys. Okay, girls, let's calm down now. Talk rationally. You're the one who signed me up for this cabaret to box me out. Are you kidding me? You're the one who boxed me out today with your Morrissey plans and that night. What? What are you talking about? Vanessa, you're in love with Dan, and everybody here knows it. <laughs> Olivia, that that's crazy. Come on. Okay, I don't need to put up with any of this. I quit. Oh, no, you don't. I quit. What is going on? Did you bozos have a threesome or something? Oh, God. How stupid can you be? The third person is always supposed to be a stranger. Blair, look, this is my mess. I can... I'm... I'm gonna go talk to the girls. In which order? Hmm? Hmm? Exactly. You're gonna have to tech all by yourself. I have an army to build, a school to take over, and girls to blackmail. Hey, Upper East Siders, and welcome back to another episode of the Lonely Boys podcast. My name is Matt. I'm one of your titular Lonely Boys, and I'm here to break down a big one. It's Gossip Girl Season 3, Episode 11, The Treasure of Serena Madre, and I am not here by myself. I actually had a feeling that he might want a podcast today, so I already told my mom that he's making me work at the soup kitchen all day. It's Brendan Ruffle. Hello, I'm your co-host, the creepy uncle of podcasting, of course, a.k.a. Uncle Cream. Hi to the little Cream Nation, recording live as always from the crematorium. I am your editor-in-chief at Cream Weekly. Yes, you are uh, working long hours at the crematorium today, serving me soup. I know. Is it always <laughs> is it always like this with you at the crematorium? You're, you're serving you're me soup always... like fat bastard style. <laughs> I know, it's just me okay. and you in the bed, I'm greasy, <laughs> and you're ladling it into yeah, my mouth. Not a, <laughs> not a huge Austin Powers uh, connoisseur, so I, I, I don't really know the reference, I think but I'm assuming it's really funny. Me. He has, uh, mm. Is that the Powers. one I haven't seen? That might be the one. It's second yeah. best. Okay. They, you know, they kind of make them, the funny thing about them, I did this on purpose, I'm sure, they make them in uh, ascending order of quality. So it's one, goes Yeah, one, that two, is really yeah. funny. Worst, it's really funny that seconds, they did this. Second best, and third one's best. Brandon, I guess reverse. Can we, talk, can we talk about Brent, this more, actually? <laughs> no, yeah, not, not to cut you off. I know you're on a roll, <laughs> but uh, we're not alone. If you wait, 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 before you guess. get to that, I do have what? a couple things to say. Uh, Jesus Christ. Okay, go on. <laughs> really important, really important. Um, I'm okay. recording in a different place today. You're not in the crematorium? I am, but uh, my desk uh-huh. has moved two feet to the right. Oh, okay, thank you. So I'm sure I'm sure the listeners noticed some kind of shift in yeah, the... Uh, shift in the atmosphere. It just in, feels different. In the aura. So yeah. th- that's one thing, number one. So okay, note great. that, please. Second thing, we've officially made $69 from this podcast. Oh, that uh, calls for an obligatory nice. <laughs> yeah, that's a, yeah, that's not a joke. That's a real thing. I've, I've, we haven't updated the people on how much money we've <laughs> raked in. Yeah, not for a while. Not for a while. Because we haven't made good, anything in a yeah, while. Yeah, this is a good, so. a good way to bring it back in. So that's all I have to say. All right. All right. Yeah. Can I bring in the guest now? Um. Sure. All right, great. It's a Thanksgiving episode, so that means it's time for everyone's favorite tradition, where we bring in the Gossip Girl Thanksgiving yes. expert, 
Kirsten McInnes is back. Kirsten, how are you? I am so good. I am so excited that we are finally at this particular Thanksgiving episode, which I think oh, is yes. arguably the most iconic. Uh, I'm just so, I'm so happy to be here. Uh, I'm really happy to know that Brendan's desk got moved two feet to the right. Uh, I, I don't think I could have slept tonight without that info. Yeah. So I'm just happy I don't have to wait for this to get You know, he didn't even Friday. ask why. I was going to go into it more, but I was waiting for questions. He really just wanted well, to past ca- it. Like, who cares, Brendan? Who cares? <laughs> it's a big deal to me. I said if a lot you, in that if, spot. If it had uh, naturally come up and I was kind of curious, I would. But I, I was like in in the middle of introducing our guest, and you kind of hopped in with this. So I was like, "Listen, I, you didn't even get started wanna, yet. We were, you were. Not I want to complete my thought. All right. Well, you're about to start. Not a new to, wait, can I say one more thing about Brendan's intro as well? Sure, sure. Sorry. <laughs> I also I don't know how because I am a faithful listener to the Lonely Boys podcast, but. I didn't realize until today that Brendan goes, hi, I'm your co-host. <laughs> yeah, we know. Like, what? You know, people start by saying, I'm your host. I'm saying, I'm your co-host. I know, I'm, but it uh, sounds like you're just talking to Maddie. Yeah. Like, hi, Maddie, I'm your, I'm your co-host, co-host, as if oh, he doesn't that's know. Who, that's who you are, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, I actually never even noticed that because I don't listen to Brendan when he, when, when he does the... Uh... I, I actually send Gagan all the edits of me, uh, the episodes without me. So he gets, he gets yeah. his own audio right back. When Brendan goes into his 45-second soliloquy at the top of the episode, I'm like, all right, this is a great chance for me to finish up my notes, do anything that I need to, you know, get uh, together. Yeah. Can I also start getting the edit that is only Maddie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> no, no problem. I, I, yeah. That'll be a new, Honestly, that's be a new Patreon That's what most people feeds anyway. I think I'm the only person that gets the full copy. Maybe. Oh, Perfect. But yes, you mentioned it, Kirsten. We are finally up to this particular Thanksgiving episode. The when people mention Gossip Girl Thanksgiving, I this, I'm sure this is the first one that comes to mind. Um, Brendan, I mean, you this is the first time you've seen it. How did this stack up to the uh, to the other Thanksgiving episodes? Because you've been somewhat oh, yeah. of a uh, Gossip Girl Thanksgiving skeptic up until I now. have been. I don't remember what I said about year two, but uh, I know year one I was fully against it, and uh, I think it started. A rivalry between me and a guest shock there and I you're guess. you're talking about the movie starring jack black and michael Sarah, right yes <laughs> that's what i'm talking about underrated um, gem yeah oh, but man. um yeah this is this is uh this is the best one by far out of the three mm-hmm. easy to say mm-hmm. that for me um i don't want to spoil too many of my thoughts but i thoroughly 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 enjoyed this this is a, a holiday classic for me now all right that's you'll be watching it every year on thanksgiving and uh we didn't do it perfectly this time. Of course, our Halloween episode and our Election Day I episode we were so close. Uh, lined up. We we are currently recording this four days after American Thanksgiving, so almost, but uh, a little late. And by the time this is released, it'll be over a week after American Thanksgiving. But, you know, we, we did our best. It can't line up perfectly every time. Uh, man, Kirsten, it's it's been a while. It's been a whole season since you've been here. Have, uh, have you done any Gossip Girl watching since then? Uh, I've watched like a couple of sporadic episodes. I've mostly been consuming through the podcast because watching Gossip Girl, I have to get on Crave, which is the Canadian version of HBO Max. And it's, I've used my friend's login and it's annoying. Like if I could just turn on my TV and it was there, I probably would have watched all of Gossip Girl twice in the last uh, year since we've spoken. But it's just, there's a barrier to entry and I'm lazy. So I've only seen... I mostly just listen, and then I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> and then it all comes rushing back to you, yes. the, your great Gossip Girl memories. Exactly. 
Well, I'm glad you were able to watch this episode because, as we've been saying, it, it is a bit of a classic. And yes. I, I mean, I, I saw the one famous Thanksgiving scene. I saw it no less than four times uh, four days ago. I mean, we'll talk to, about it when we get up to it. But everyone in the last like two, three years, especially, have been retweeting this mm-hmm. uh, famous Gossip Girl Thanksgiving scene where I have just seen it so many times. Well, and then Matt Ligori tweets that he has gone his whole life up until oh, now yeah. without having seen it. And I'm like, do you live under a rock? It's been getting tweeted in full for years. Yeah, it has been. Wow. And I, I've been I telling him to watch Gossip Girl for I'm years. Very lucky. Yeah, victim Ligori over here. Yeah, I was surprised. <laughs> that I, I guess, <laughs> Brendan, I don't know how, how much you were on Twitter on Thanksgiving, but I was like, oh. I mean, we're going to watch this next week anyway, but Brendan's going to get spoiled because this no. uh, this one scene from Gossip Girl is all over my timeline I, I today. I got really lucky. I guess I was busy that day, um, but also I'd just been on Twitter less since baseball season ended, so I guess you could thank the season for not going this deep into November for me. Cause I, I, see, I, see, I see a lot of like, your people's things just because I'm also on Twitter looking for baseball right. stuff, but uh, I didn't see a lick of this. I did see Zoe Chanel post like an Instagram post about all of her favorite iconic thanksgiving episodes of television but i couldn't even tell by the, the, the still that she posted if this is the episode she's talking about or not uh but i thought it would have spoiled something for me but thanksgiving episode of a gossip girl did make it into zoe Chanel's like top ah. rankings yeah i was wondering how you were going to connect this i was like you know yeah. we're not talking about new girl today no right? no no yeah, but, yeah, like, it was, i know it was new in there girl also does thanksgiving, <laughs> thanksgiving but... episode, yeah. i don't think she even included her own show in uh her post but very modest <laughs> they have some good thanksgiving episodes. i, I yeah. do think when they try to cook the turkey in the dryer that's pretty iconic <laughs> That's good. That's classic sitcom behavior yeah. right there. Um, all right. Let, let's get into it. We have a lot to break down here. So Blair suspe- suspects her mother, Eleanor, has been keeping a big secret from her, but it turns out to be something else entirely. Vanessa is supposed to spend Thanksgiving with her parents, but has a fight with her estranged mother and shows up on Dan's doorstep. Meanwhile, Rufus learns that Lily has been lying to him about her mother, Cece, and of her whereabouts for the summer. Chuck tells Nate that he has some potentially damaging information about one of their friends. Jenny learns that Eric was behind her very public embarrassment at Cotillion and cannot pass up a chance to get even, and Serena is put in a very awkward position when her mother invites Trip and his wife Maureen to join them for Thanksgiving dinner at their penthouse. A lot going on in this one. We have all of our main characters involved. And Brendan, before we get into everything, it's Hell your yeah. time to shine. Uh, bit of a tough one, I think. Uh, yeah. The episode title is The Treasure of Serena Madre. Do you know what this title is referencing? So I know I don't know what this is referencing okay, right but but i you can know give what it a, you don't know. i can give it a good. swing it's gonna be a big swing i i just it's gonna be one of those weeks where i just kind of change out the name mm-hmm. uh I'm, I'm gonna say treasure of selena madre is that a name okay you picked the right word to switch out obviously but okay. it is the treasure of the sierra madre oh it's close with the, the name though the, the 1948 film Couple yeah. letters off. All right. So you're gonna f- you're gonna fall to four for eleven. That was like a, f- a foul out. I feel like I, I make some yeah. contact. Like, like, like I said though, we have a, a bit of an easy stretch coming up. So I, I still am confident that you could bounce back. Right? Would you Would you have gotten that one? Did you Did you somehow know that? No, I, I don't know the 1948 film, The Treasure of the I, Sierra I know you, you love your 40s movies. What? You don't know of the story of two no. down on their like Americans searching for work in 1920s <laughs> wow. Mexico who convince <laughs> yeah. an old prospector to help them mine for gold. Wow, man, I, I didn't know you knew this movie so well, Carson. I'm just reading the IMDb <laughs> yeah. plot. Oh, you, you, don't, you don't say. <laughs> you, didn't have the, you didn't have that memorized. Sorry, I was just lying for fun. <laughs> My new favorite oh. activity. 
Original air date, November 30th, 2009. And as we've mentioned a few times, it is Thanksgiving time again on the Upper East Side. And like we said, probably the most famous Thanksgiving episode, even though we love all of them, me and Kirsten do, and Brendan not so much. And Um, people with taste, such as Joe from last week's podcast. Exactly. Yes, he got it. He 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 knew that he had, even though he didn't watch Gospel, he had to watch all the Thanksgiving episodes. Um, And so Lily comes in, says that uh, Serena's not going to make it to Thanksgiving because Tripp is having his staff volunteer at a soup kitchen. And we actually do get a a Scott mention here as as he and his parents also not coming. Uh, I I feel like Scott and and his uh, adopted parents have had enough of this insane family. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they got so. the Thanksgiving invite, and they said, like, lose this um, number, please. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they, they do some good callbacks in this, it's amazing. In this episode like, they, here. They even like bring him up. They have everybody involved in this episode to a point where they even mention Scott. Yeah. Yes. Every single character is here. And so it's just going to be us and Daniel for Thanksgiving this year. Uh, Lily doesn't even want to cook for Thanksgiving, which would normally send Rufus spiraling. But he, he lies and says he was thinking the same thing. They should keep it small and hassle-free this year. And we get another good callback from Eric as he tells Rufus that you can't really blame Lily because their Thanksgivings tend to end in French fries at a diner and someone having been in a mental institution. So uh, I really like how it's... Some u- <laughs> yeah, unique fa- traditions. It's as if that's... It's really... Reli- like, I feel like they're not having French fries because... like. <laughs> he had been in a mental institution like he acts like they're related correlation is causation yeah people yeah <laughs> like, people that come out of a me. mental institution can only eat french fries the next day well that explains a lot about That's me kind of how it goes. <laughs> i mean yeah i i would i would really look forward to uh graduating the mental institution then <laughs> french fries at a diner that sounds like oh, a great man. time <laughs> so uh jenny has the idea to make this Thanksgiving, a special one. So Eric's going to FaceTime Grandma Cece in and set a place for her at the table. Um, it, it seems, as of now, that Eric is is not mad at Jenny anymore. Uh, we will find out that he has just been pretending this whole time. But they seem to be on good terms here. And Rufus says that a Cece you can unplug is perfect. That's how I feel about you, Brendan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, there's a lot of slander coming my way already. We're only like 10 minutes into this episode. <laughs> good. As it should be. It's good energy. No, I like it. Um, <laughs> I like the scene a lot because this is very much like 2010-ish, like the the idea of TV, what TVs think FaceTime looks like, because it, it almost it reminds <laughs> me a lot of iCarly, where all the video quality is crystal clear, where we're still not even up to that today, if you right, recall anybody, right. which is very funny. Yes, so... Eric and Jenny uh, walk down the hall now, and Jenny says to, you should invite, you know, first ever gay person, great-grandson of Gertrude Whitney, Mm -hmm. Jonathan, to Thanksgiving. And yeah, and Eric tells her that uh, they've actually been broken up for a while now, and he doesn't want to talk about it, because uh, he he still thinks that it's Jenny's fault that they broke up, so natural that he wouldn't want to talk about it with her. And Jenny takes it upon herself to text Jonathan, offers a Thanksgiving truce, because Eric misses him, and uh, presumably she then texts her minions afterwards to call off this week's egging. (laughs) I, I couldn't believe no. that her and Eric even were like, like on decent terms this episode. Like I, I know right. they, they wasn't. Like, it seems like it. Yeah, I, I guess there's been enough time between events where they cooled off well, a little bit and they have to live together. Well, he's just pretending. It's yeah. just weird though because it's like yes, he's pretending that everything's all good, but also he didn't say, "Oh, me and Jonathan broke up," which is something that you would tell someone that you're right. close with. So it, just, I feel like her alarm bells should have been ringing from the first moment he said that. Mm. Yeah, she is, she still has no idea that Eric uh, Eric was behind anything uh, regarding Cotillion even before or that whole so. the whole Cotillion plot though. I think they were still really pissed at each other though. Like, I don't... Yeah, they were, but I guess they had I I have forgotten the whole timeline already. Yeah, we, yeah I'm not going to go and, and revisit holes, it because this is still no, please do, please. Do. <laughs> yeah. Well, and uh, so, so that's the thing about this episode too is they set up everything so perfectly. 
all of the dominoes fall in the right place really and then we it. get like the the falling action like honestly the cast of gossip girl could do knives out but the cast of knives oh out could God, not yes. do gossip girl i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> we found that we wow. found the next cast of uh, knives out three it's just gonna be gossip girl season three cast i love it no but that's a very so. good point like they are setting everything up like perfectly where they usually don't and they, they set up things and they kind of force their way into certain plot lines where this one it kind of makes sense and they they have been setting up all these things and they were yes. all legit and not just like, oh, let's shoehorn this in so that we could do this plot today. They actually all were very earned for once. I think never happens. I think the only thing that is semi force is the Vanessa and her mom of it all, where right. uh, Vanessa's storm out just it, it will, and we'll obviously get to it, but it just felt like Vanessa was like, oh, everyone else is storming out. All right, I want to do this too, and she's just like. What do you know, Mom? At, it, yeah, leaves. at that point we've had like seven storm outs, so you didn't really think yeah, too much about that one. It's so good. Um, Trip is in his room, and Serena walks in and greets him by saying, "Good afternoon, Congressman. I have the press schedule you asked for, so <laughs> nothing to see." That, here. It's a lot of uh, Congress talk. Debating <laughs> all suspicion here. Trip um, looks younger than Serena. He like does. he it looks, looks like he's. Yeah, he looks usually like, um, Eric Foreman from that '70s show, but in like the eighth grade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, if they if they de-aged him. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, usually you get elected, uh, you know, to Congress and like you start aging rapidly. It feels like he's been aging in the Getting other direction younger. since he got elected. He gets younger and younger every episode. So, uh, Trip tells Serena that Maureen wasn't happy about it, but she agreed to a divorce. This is all moving so quickly, and. Uh, her people are coming to town today so they can write a joint statement explaining the split. I gotta say, good, good luck getting reelected now, Trip, with a, with a separation so early in your term. <laughs> it's gotta be a late-term separation if you want to get reelected. Everybody knows. <laughs> and he says that the public's not gonna hear the real reason for the divorce, and Serena asks what the real reason is, and Trip responds with his now-patented move of becoming possessed and staring at her with <laughs> wide-disturbed <laughs> eyes and saying nothing. Yeah, they kept talking about Dan's look on his face, but nobody's talking about Trip's yeah. look. Yeah, it's much more disturbed. It's simply love for your <laughs> teenage <laughs> employee, you know? So, you know, yeah. I, I yeah, wish they did. Like, talking about his age more, I really do wish they casted somebody much, much older. Because I, I wanted to be, I am creeped out by him, but I would have been so much more creeped out. If but the, I wanted the guy to be creepier. Least, I really wanted to be really like, way creeped out. <laughs> oh. When I watch Gossip Girl, oh. I want to be uncomfortable. <laughs> Yeah, I want to be as creeped out as possible when I'm watching t- uh, teenage soap operas for enjoyment. Yeah, I want, them to de- I, was... I want them to de-age Serena, and I want them to cast Trip now as a 65-year-old man. I was already really so... uncomfortable because, like, you know, I guess while, while we're talking about my house, household situation, my underwear today have been, really been riding up, so I was already quite uncomfortable what? physically while watching this Wait, well, how is that related to anything? We, we, we also haven't talked enough about my underwear situation at the top of the show, so maybe we'll bring that back. Yeah, Sam. Sam is fuming right now. His would, favorite segment. That's, a, that's yeah. I would happen. like to give the uh, constructive criticism that you not talk about your yeah. underwear on the podcast. Uh, well, that's only going to make me want to do it more. <laughs> it was okay. a fun experiment while it lasted, and I think we need to put that to bed. It's, it didn't even come up organically. You shoehorned it into <laughs> yeah, for into, no reason. It's almost like no I have like uh, all my notes today aren't about the episode. They're just things I need to <laughs> throw in randomly. It's like Brendan's like, I have playing. a list of things to do to make everyone uncomfortable, and until I. I have completed this entire list and no one can rest. Yeah, That's Brendan's right. playing bingo with himself today. He's made his own bingo board. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> That's a good idea. Serena just needs to know that Trip isn't leaving Maureen because of her, even though, like, we all know that that's the truth. And Serena tells him as long as he's married, she can't do this. And he's like, yeah, okay, sure. But let's, you know, start that tomorrow because I can't stand the thought of spending Thanksgiving alone. And, you know, as someone who's done that two years in a row now, I couldn't Mm. recommend it more. Thanksgiving alone? It's a great time. Yeah, how was was that? You enjoyed your mom's room? 
I well, that was just when we recorded the podcast. That was mm-hmm. the day before Thanksgiving. But I assume you didn't mm-hmm. leave the room. No, no, no he's I on house I, arrest. I, yeah, <laughs> I'm famous on house arrest right now. <laughs> so. Uh, Serena's like, yeah, actually, I'm one step ahead of you. I had a feeling you might say that, so I already lied to my mom and said I have to work in a soup kitchen all day. I, as soon as Nate left Serena, Serena became a mess again, and, like, can't say no to Trip. is lying to her mom so that she can spend more time with Trip. and she's like, if that just means, you know, pay-per-view movies and room service at the hotel and nothing more, then, uh, that that's what we're gonna do. And, again, not a single soul in the entire well, world that believes that any of that is true. One also... She said, oh, I lied that we're going to be at a soup kitchen. Well, you're apparently a PR professional, so you should know that you would want photos of Tripp and his staff volunteering at a soup kitchen. (laughs) So why are you just now like, okay, so we'll stay locked in a hotel room and no (laughs) one will know. Like, that sucks. Maybe they had a set inside the hotel they're going to take pictures of the two of them. And make it look no, like. I think, I think as the media representative, they're not taking any pictures, and Serena's just like tweeting out, "Trust me, we're at a soup kitchen right now." <laughs> yeah, you have to trust. <laughs> Nothing me. else to see here. It works. Yeah, you're just gonna have to trust us here. So, uh, Chuck and Blair. Now it's been 15 hours since Blair has mentioned Serena, and Chuck says it's a new record. 100% believe that. And even even Blair's like, "Well, most of that time I was asleep, actually." So she's she's not even counting all 15 hours. And <laughs> we find out that. Blair's mother is flying in for Thanksgiving, and Blair thinks it's because she has some kind of bomb to drop on her. Um, but before they can get too much into that, Serena comes out of a taxi, asks where Nate is because he's not answering his cell, and Blair's just like, oh, one Vanderbilt isn't enough, which, love it, to which <laughs> Serena just like pretty much replies this by screaming in the middle of the street, I'm not fucking Trip. And not an exact <laughs> quote, but something like that. No, something I, like I, that. my version it was, you know, how I could Yeah, basically. Yeah, your version, that's yeah. what she said. Um, now, I know, Maddie, you have an issue with the Vanderbilt name. You think that it's do, just yeah. crazy. Three, you you three do know words. that that's a real family, right? The Vanderbilts, yeah. Do they yeah. spell it three words? I do they spell I don't it like think three words like that? I don't. I think don't so, think yeah. it's three words like that. No, but I was just that's like probably why I have a problem. I was like, wait, is is Matt having a problem like with the real Vanderbilts or just the no. fictional? I think he has a problem with them. Also, I don't want to start. I don't want to start beef I mean, with the real I Vanderbilts. I don't think I probably like them. They don't probably seem not. like my kind of people, but I don't know. Them, but it's a real damn name. <laughs> but, but I'll tell you one thing. It's a real name, so you better watch out. Just, I don't know. I just don't want you to get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, Brendan, we have We're, we're going to lose all $69 if you, you keep coming after the Vanderbilt. Everything. Cornelius Vanderbilt just subscribed to the Patreon. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Delete the back catalog. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, Serena's like, since you're going to find out anyway, he's leaving his wife, and it's not because of me. And so Blair's just like, and what are you exactly, an 18-year-old blonde coincidence? (laughs) Call me in six months when he leaves you for his next coincidence. That is if he actually leaves his wife, which I highly doubt. Mic drop, Blair. I mean, she said it all right there. That's everything you need to hear (laughs) here, Serena. That's the whole thing. Even uh, even Father Chuck did nothing to break that squabble up. He he knew that Serena needed to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just Well, Chuck's being father. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Chuck is very father today. He's he's been on a father streak, like five weeks <laughs> yeah, in a row. We're gonna, we're, yeah, we're gonna have to introduce the new segment, yeah. Father of the Week. He does some great <laughs> parenting in this episode. <laughs> Maybe the best parent on the show. <laughs> so uh, Nate hasn't answered his cell because we find out he's on the landline with Dan right now, and Dan's telling him about his latest girl troubles. More of the same. Uh, Olivia left because she was convinced he had feelings for Vanessa, and when Nate asks him if he does, Dan's like, "How would I know that?" 
which is a weird response because like I feel like <laughs> you would know if you were feeling for someone. I don't know, Dan. And so, well, Dan but says here's li- no. Here's the thing, though. Dan knows that if he did have feelings for Vanessa, that would be the worst possible thing. Yes. So he's so just he, he trying to yeah, be like, no, I don't. Like I know yeah, that that's God, horrible. No. So at least he right. knows. Yeah, that's true. Also, I'm hoping uh, we can like, go three for three with next episode if we can start the episode with Dan and Nate talking about threesomes. That would be... On the phone again, yeah. <laughs> a great streak. <laughs> what I tell you about threesomes, man? <laughs> like, again? Nate, I haven't called you I haven't called you in a week. You keep calling me every day and asking I told me it was a bad idea. <laughs> I get it, Nate. Nate, I can hear so, you're naked. <laughs> he says that Olivia noticed a look that Dad had on his face, and that's how she knew. And Nate's like, wait... During the threesome? And he laughs in Dan's face and tells him, he's like, this better be your next story with the New Yorker. Otherwise, I- I'm going to publish it in a different magazine. Nate truly cannot get enough okay, of this. Okay, Nate. Calm, he, calm down. He can't wait to write about this for Playboy or Penthouse. <laughs> whatever, whatever he does write on is going to be in crayon for sure. I mean, I think that even that is, you know, you're thinking that Nate can craft a narrative but, with yeah. anything. <laughs> I, like, I, I just have my doubts. <laughs> yeah, his big speech to Serena at the end of the episode when he tries to put together a sentence, it didn't go well. So I don't know if he'd mm. be able to to write a whole uh, story for the New Yorker or anything. That's true. I think he just needs to get in front of a huge room and start speaking, and then put right. that down yeah. on paper. <laughs> he can He's very good at those. Speech. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> he needs the bright lights in his face. Yeah. So uh, Nate's like, "Yeah, calm down, Dan. You know, chances are you're right. Probably just a threesome talking. It gives a nice little eye roll there. But Dan- Dan's eating it up. He needs Nate to say more things like that. Uh, he's convinced himself it's just a phase, and he asks Nate if he's going to be around for Thanksgiving. And Nate actually will not be because he's also having some mixed feelings about someone. So he called grandfather and is going to head out to the estate to try to patch things up. And uh, Dan tells Nate to tell grandfather he said hi, and then tells like a stupid joke about last year's football game. I, I feel like if Nate did tell grandfather that, he'd be like." Who the fuck is Dan? Like, what are you? I was thinking the who same thing. Who are you talking thing. about? <laughs> like, oh, that other boy you brought around sometimes. Like, yeah. Oh, did you bring a manservant? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Vanessa just walks into Dan's loft like she owns the place, and she's like, "Yeah, I got in a huge fight with my mom. Didn't sign the form to stay in the dorm, so I'm your problem now. Can I? Uh, can I stay <laughs> with you for a while?" And Dan, Dan hits her with his surprised, happy face, as he calls it. And uh, tells her to make herself at home, but clearly some weird energy here as as Vanessa, for the first of many times, will pick up on some weird kind of face that Dan is making. I mean, the loft has really turned into a, a full-on free-for-all after Rufus moved to the hotel. <laughs> yeah, now that Rufus isn't living there. They get shit-faced, they have threesomes, they just come and live <laughs> yeah. there. Like, Dan offered for <laughs> Vanessa's mom to live there for a week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, stay so as long as you want. I'm confused, because how long of a break do you get for Thanksgiving in the States? Uh, Depends on where extra you two go. days usually. Some people you, you actually still, get off the Wednesday also. Like, how is I that always, a long no. enough break where you have to fill in a paperwork to stay in the dorm? Well, like, yeah. wouldn't that I normally always, only yeah. be, like, between semesters that you would need something exactly. to stay? Exactly. No, you're totally right. No, I no, I always... Let me speak from my experience, Brendan. Stop, shut She's up. She's completely right. Um, <laughs> for, <laughs> for my school, we got the Wednesday off. It was Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, plus the weekend. I know that there were some schools that got the whole week off, including Monday and Tuesday. And I know that for Albany, at least, the entire school, like, shuts down during that Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then reopens up on Sunday. And I do believe there is some paperwork you'd have to fill out to stay there for Thanksgiving weekend. Whoa. Wow. See, in Canada, even when the whole university shuts down, you can still, depending on the university, I guess, where I went, you could just stay in the dorms for the whole week. I mean, it makes sense because you're still paying for it. Mm-hmm. I guess yeah. they just need somebody. Like if I mean, nobody, if absolutely nobody's there to watch you, I guess they need someone to like. Be yeah, but we had on call, um, like RAs right, yeah. and right, and the RDs also live there. 
So that's weird. Listen, I don't think it's like a huge thing. I, I think you just sign a form like like uh, Vanessa forgot to. But that's like just for like the dorm rooms. Like if you lived on the in the like apartments, even the on campus apartments, I, those are like separate. You could just live there, you know, like however like during the breaks and everything but anyway we don't need to get too deep sorry i listen i just i hear questions about another country and i just want to know i'm sorry (laughs) no it's okay it's brendan who i'm mad at yeah no it it literally is just like an extra two days though it it doesn't make any sense (laughs) yeah yeah. well now i'm mad at brendan too sorry maddie (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry brendan um so rufus and (laughs) rufus and eric are uh video chatting with cc and rufus is doing like the old person thing where he's screaming at the screen while talking to cc he's like so we were just figuring that we could uh we could video chat you in and cc's like why the fuck (laughs) are you video why are you video chatting me right now like i'm fine to travel (laughs) you (laughs) literally told me you weren't doing anything for thanksgiving and so uh, Rufus is like, yeah, not we're not doing anything major, but she probably did, just didn't want you to feel obligated. And then Cece's just like, you know what? I'll just show up in person, but l- let's keep it a surprise. Let's keep this between you and me. Um, I'm loving the chaos already. I don't understand Cece's motives here. No, chaos. you just assume something. Yes, just uh, maybe that is just just her being Cece. But they, you know, like, she's it, always going to bring something to the table. It seems like she wants to expose Lily for what reason I don't know but then at the end she doesn't she's just like right so so you we're not telling Rufus then and she's like no we're not mother and she's like all right cool <laughs> see ya. I think she wanted to be there just in case it did come out whatever did happen <laughs> just in case shit hit yeah. the fan <laughs> but I guess they did they did bond enough for her to not straight up blow up her spot it's just weird yeah I don't get Cece's um motivation but it is funny that she just decides to show up uh, as a yeah. surprise and Rufus can already tell, like, Thanksgiving not going to go as well as he planned, and is just, like, blankly staring at the screen. And Rufus has really just gotten so dumb since the marriage, and season three, Rufus, might, might be my favorite iteration of Rufus <laughs> so far. Yeah, Rufus has the uh, the joke of the series here in this episode. Okay, you okay. a couple episodes you said something was the joke of the season, and now you're saying that something is <laughs> the joke of the series coming it, up? It got a couple of rewinds on my, on my watch today. Hmm. <laughs> is it? Is it? I, so is my, it the joke at, at is it the joke during the Thanksgiving the, during the Thanksgiving toast? Oh yeah, yeah, that's the one. <laughs> His delivery of the punchline is very good. I will, I will say. Listen, I, th- I think Brendan maybe doesn't know what jokes are. <laughs> oh, it was it was called the joke before we even started, so I do know it was in Rufus, fact the joke. Brendan Rufus needed you at the at the table because he got no reaction. When he- <laughs> I think it was also just like the energy was building up too much for me because this was by far the best part of the of the episode. So that was just a cherry on top for me. It was so good. Well, okay. So uh, we see what's going on with Dorota now. She's ignoring her phone. She tells Blair she's not talking to Vanya right now, uh, even though he won't stop calling and texting and tweeting and writing on her wall. And Blair sees a package and deduces that her mom is changing her will. But before she can get too enraged, Eleanor comes home and they hug. Eleanor really knows how to make an entrance. She just like bursts through the elevator. It's like, darling, I'm home (laughs) and gives her a big hug. Still no Cyrus. uh, Blair tries. (laughs) Yeah, no Cyrus. But Blair tries to open uh, the package that she sees. But Eleanor is like, uh, no, no, no. I need some tea first. And so we don't we don't know exactly what is going on. But I think Mm. Blair has uh, mentioned that she's she's changing up the will. Did you know what was going on, Brendan? No. But we do all, we do sort of get a little bit of a, a Cyrus off screen by her saying yes enough yes enough, <laughs> so that was kind of like he did have lines in the way. It's true, yeah, but not enough. <laughs> yes enough, yes enough, and so 
Uh, Nate and Serena are uh, are on a bench right now, and it's like, come on, Serena. You, you ditched me for Trip at a bar. Now I hear through the Vanderbilt grapevine that Trip's asking Maureen for a divorce. I don't know why he's calling it the Vanderbilt grapevine when he obviously just means his mom, his mom who's been going door to door telling everyone all of Maureen and Trip's dirty laundry. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I should be going door to door to door and like threatening for more information with those terrifying yeah. dogs. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Oh that's that's Ann Archibald's nickname, the Vanderbilt <laughs> Grapevine. That's that's what she's known as. I'm just so glad she's not in this episode. Yeah, me too. Um, and so Nate's like, you really expect me to believe nothing happened? And Serena's like, uh, you know, it was it was just we did just one kiss. It was a mistake. I, I don't intend on repeating it. Uh, intend, obviously, being the operative word there, because even though she's not intending on it, uh, it definitely does happen. And Nate decides to hesitantly believe her, and then Trip calls and tells Serena that he has to cancel on her because Maureen just got there. She's a mess. She wants to know if something else is going on, and she wants to spend Thanksgiving together now. And so Serena hangs up and then asks Nate if he has plans for Thanksgiving, and all of a sudden, Nate is going to cancel on Grandfather. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, Serena asks him to come come to her mom's with, with her at three, bring something stronger than Rufus's cider. And Nate is so smitten with Serena, he's just going to cancel on Grandfather. I would, too. I mean, fuck that guy. Things, <laughs> things are looking up. Poor grandfather. I think Dan would should be more confused. Was Dan confused at all when he saw Nate at Thanksgiving all of a sudden? I listen. They don't have time to. I know. Be there's a lot, I know. There's a lot going getting on. into that. <laughs> That's true. At a, at a certain point, they were just like anything goes. I guess everyone is just showing up here, right? So. Uh, Lily happens to run into Maureen on the street. Uh, you know, small island like Manhattan, obviously bound to happen eventually. But the funny part about the interaction is Lily does not recognize Maureen at first. She just recognizes the coat because she's wearing the same one. Like it was, they it was both, funny. they both mention the coat before either of them knows who they're talking to. And then once they realize it, they're very excited to see each other. That was a fake I'm... laugh, by the way, by me. Yeah, because <laughs> you said it was funny, so I, I laughed. Oh yeah, no, that was very, very, good, very good uh, response, okay. Brendan. Good work, Brendan. Yeah. Uh, excellent <laughs> podcasting, ten out of ten. <laughs> um, that was a real laugh. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I just, I love the idea that it's you're just the chances of them having the same jacket. I guess are not that small, considering it's like okay, rich people buying rich sure. people things, whatever. But then running into each other and not recognizing each other, it listen, <laughs> it made me chuckle. It did make me yeah. chuckle. Yeah. <laughs> and then Lily's like, uh, speaking of being busy, why the hell is your husband having my daughter work at a soup kitchen on Thanksgiving? <laughs> and Maureen clocks us immediately. She's like, I don't know what you're talking about, but uh, yeah, he must just be really busy now. It's not usually like this. And so Lily asks if she can convince him to spend part of their Thanksgiving with them, which would force Serena to have a little family time. And, uh, you know, at this point, Serena was already planning on coming, so a little, a little ironic here. It was, it was all for nothing inviting Maureen to trip. Uh, the communication in this family is not so good. Oh no, no. They, they are not famous for their communication. And this uh, small Thanksgiving gathering is growing by the second. As uh, Maureen I mean, says that, as soon as we get to this point, I was like, "This is going to be officially an all-time episode." I thought it was going to be just yeah. good, and then we get the sidewalk scene, and I'm like, "Oh boy, we've, we've got something." Cooking a lot here. happens on the sidewalk these yeah. days in, in uh, season three, so. Vanessa is complaining about her mom. Uh, her, her mom berated a poor cashier, saying that uh, Thanksgiving nothing more than a corporate agenda of the food industry masquerading as family sentiment, which, you know, seems pretty accurate, but I do feel bad for the poor cashier who had to listen to <laughs> Vanessa's mom complain right. about it. That's the thing about her mom. Also... Like, she has, like, all like, the right sentiments, but she just directs it at all the wrong people and is just, just, yeah, a she's rude, so annoying. mean woman. Well, and it's yeah. also very weird to be like, yes, I'm directing my ire about Thanksgiving to the grocery store rather than, like, right. 
the white yeah. supremacy that underpins <laughs> yeah. the entire holiday. So like, misdirected. There, there's a much more logical social justice <laughs> jump that you could take there, and she's not taking it. And it's no. so weird that Vanessa is like, I guess, so ingrained in the the Manhattan's elite that she now is annoyed that her mom has principles and always had. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Vanessa. We just need a reason for Vanessa to hate her mom, which I guess she already does, but uh, she hasn't had anyone to vent to since Olivia left, and uh, Dan also has not talked to Olivia since she's left, so uh, I guess that frees them up to do some talking, and Vanessa tells him everything happens for a reason, and it just gets quiet again, and Dan makes that face again, which confuses Vanessa, and we get a knock on the door, and Dan has invited Vanessa's mom over for some reason. I, I feel like he he really just didn't want to stay with Vanessa. So he's <laughs> like, yeah, let's get your mom involved. Let's get let's get, let's get you your know, mom what, what, over here. Make me horny. Your mom will be here, and that'll, <laughs> that'll calm my bone down. Let me get your mom to vaguely threaten me at the end of the episode. <laughs> oh also, I, I think this face they keep talking about is just Dan not talking. So are they just used to him being so talkative that him being silent? Looks like a different thing. Is this a face? Yeah. No, it looks I, I like guess. he's constipated. He is making a weird <laughs> face, and it looks like he either needs it. to poop or something. Like especially it's when his surprised happy face. Yeah, when Vanessa first walks in, especially, <laughs> he really looks like he's like, oh man. I need to poop. <laughs> that would be my face if Vanessa walked into my house unannounced as well. Oh, I'd make a way worse face. <laughs> so uh, Vanessa's mom promises to make it up to her because they have both also been invited to the Rufus and Lily Thanksgiving. Uh, so they can have a Thanksgiving like Vanessa always wanted. And Vanessa agrees. The pieces, again, all falling into place here. And Vanessa says she's going to give her mom one more shot. And if it doesn't work, consider me moved in for the holidays. As if that's her decision. Like the nerve of her. <laughs> This is the kind of nerve that she has. This is why we love. I'm her moving so much. in if, I, if things don't work out with my mom. Well, yeah. She obviously and has then, keys. I guess just, clearly, she I comes in. I don't know if she ever had pleases. keys. I think it was more window stuff she was doing. It, it used to be window. Now she's coming in the front door. <laughs> yeah. Was that a real laugh or a fake laugh? <laughs> Good euphemism. <laughs> so Serena and Trip are in the lobby. Uh, Neither here nor there, but throughout this whole episode, I kept thinking Serena was Lily. Like, Serena uh, really dressed up in her best Lily outfit mm. for this episode. Especially with the hair pulled back, I guess, too. Yeah, exa- yeah that's what it is. And yeah. wearing the, the heels as well. She's trying to be mature enough for oh, yeah, a congressman. It yes. It's true. Yes. And so, neither of them say anything to each other, and they get into the elevator where uh, Trip. I-, I guess this is charmingly tells Serena he's stalking her. Like, I- this is his idea of humor. <laughs> he literally <laughs> says he's stalking her. That was yeah, the scariest then, like, thing I've ever seen. It was like, like <laughs> Serena goes, what are you stalking me now? Which I can it's see like, how in like a flirty way you could be like, oh, haha, Yeah. And then move on. But he like turns and like looks at her from the side of his eyes. And he's like, yes, Serena, I'm stalking you because our relationship isn't complicated enough. <laughs> like breathing heavy. So weird. With no like body language change, just like he just turns his head to the side and like leaves the rest of his body in the exact same place. And Does he side. turn his head or do just his eyes just, move? Honestly, it, might just be it was eyes. a horror yeah. movie. I think There's his head spun around acting. 360, honestly. I think they gave him the note this week. They were like, Trip, you need to be a lot creepier. We, we, need, <laughs> like, we need to be uncomfortable. People are starting to think it's romantic that a congressman yeah, exactly. would want to date his 18-year-old yeah. staff yeah. member. People Can you st- make it creepy? People are starting to root for this relationship, and we can't have that. So uh, <laughs> you're, you're going to have to do something different. Well, I mean, and the so, CW has never cared about that. Look yeah, at no, yeah, every true. teen, sh- well, even Gossip Girl, where a teacher dates a student. Yep. And so uh, Serena correctly thinks uh, that this is going to be weird, uh, them spending Thanksgiving together, because uh, Trip 
says that they, that him and Maureen also scored a Thanksgiving invite for tomorrow. And he's like, no, 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 it's fine. Plus, we'll get to spend t- some time together now. And like I said, he's transformed into fully deranged now. All he cares about is being near Serena one last time, even if everyone else is around. And he's like saying that to Serena with such intensity in this closed space in the elevator. Like, I'm, I'm starting to get nervous for Serena's safety. And he asks Serena if she wants him to come to her room. And she says she does, which is why she can't, or which is why he can't. But uh, since Nate isn't with her again as the angel on her shoulder, she is going to release the East up on the elevator, and she starts making out with Trip. And they uh, clearly can't control themselves, and we get like 15 shots of them kissing each other. Yeah. What I is mean, this, Grey's Anatomy? It. Come on. It, every time I, I'm in so. an elevator with one person, I can't help but be aroused as well. So I don't blame them. Oh my God. The in elevators is crazy. <laughs> Everybody knows it. Good to, good to know, I guess. Yeah, Brendan is also a sexual predator once you get him in an elevator. So he has just an elevator trip here. It's nowhere else. I think it's just only one place. People should not well, be... Go on, sorry. Sorry, it's a it's a big thing theme in Grey's Anatomy. Like, stay away from elevators because really? people uh, constantly okay. hook up on them, especially in the early Naturally. seasons. Uh, so sense. it was very weird that they that they, they were taking that on. Yeah. I didn't like it. I just feel like people people shouldn't be so comfortable uh, pulling e stops on elevators. That was cr- like, also the crazy move. Insane. You don't know what's gonna happen. Chuck kind of flags it up too. Is like uh, th- we we have videos of this because it was kind of a serious moment. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like he wasn't even being creepy. Um, he just like, oh, someone pulled the e-stop. We want to know what the hell's going on there. Yeah. Um, Blair tries to look at the uh, package again, but Eleanor gets off the phone and tells Blair that C- Cyrus misses her and loves her and blah, blah, blah. And uh, Dorota also here with some babka and decaf. And big news, she's working the Lily Thanksgiving tomorrow because Lily offered her time and a half. And apparently yeah. Lily could just steal Dorota when she wants to. Like, that's good to know, I guess. Like, Dorota takes the highest paying job. That's it. Dorota <laughs> was going to have the day off because Blair was supposed to be on a plane. So... Uh, might as course, well work yes. and get some OT. Yeah, might as well. Might as well, yeah. And so Eleanor tells Blair uh, good night. She's going to hit the hay for the night. And Blair just literally screams, wait. And then she says she has a wonderful idea that they should also spend Thanksgiving with Lily and Serena. <laughs> got to get, gotta get every single <laughs> character to Thanksgiving person. for this year. Um, I, I don't understand why Blair wants to go to Thanksgiving with them. But um, all right. She's like, uh, you know, you know, I love Thanksgiving I, and I'm 19 and childhood memories are slipping away. We get a lot of age confirmations in this episode. We like, do, right? Uh, at, at what is this, another, Taylor Swift we, song? So, yeah, someone clearly says that Serena is 18, Blair is 19, and Dan is 19. So it's good, mm. good to have that confirmation, I guess. And yeah. uh, Eleanor calls the lady to make sure it's all right. And uh, don't know why Blair wants to go all of a sudden, but again, we are plans are in motion for everyone everyone to get there. I well, guess everyone Blair is wants gonna to be stay there. because... Yeah. Uh, she wants to figure this will thing out before they leave in the plane for some reason. It's got to be at home if she's going to figure it right. out. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And I think par- so, partially like her and Serena, she wants to maybe patch things up with her because they've been on and off for the past four episodes. Could be, yeah. yeah. Um, Dorota's got a bag of things for Eleanor's flight to Paris, and Blair uh, pretty much tells Dorota that she's going to deport her unless she shows her rest of the bag. So, um, <laughs> Blair finds a pregnancy test and deduces that her mother must be pregnant, and that's why she is changing the will. Uh, Brendan, were, were you buying this? Did you think Eleanor was pregnant? No, I mean, as as Blair flags up later, she's way too old to have a child. Yeah, she's as far as I thought. Old, yeah, on Cyrus. It's not not un, un, unfathomable, but I didn't think so. Okay, so uh, did you think that it was going to be Dorota that was pregnant? That I did not think. No. Oh, okay. So I know I I come off as a little bit of a a genius, but can can I get a temperature <laughs> check on how Brendan is feeling about Dorota at this point in the series? Oh yeah, a, yeah. I haven't asked in a while. We, let's go back on Dorota. Watch Brendan. How are you feeling about Dorota at this point in the series? I, she really is like a roller coaster of emotions, just because of her airtime is not that consistent. Mm-hmm. But this episode it, by itself, like you know, 
jacks her up quite a bit. Uh, I don't want to spoil yeah, too much for my episode, um, my end of episode rankings, but she's a, definitely in contention for MVP in this episode. Wow. Okay. So Love she's her. on the short list. She's yeah. uh, she's on my short list as well. Uh, I'll say I'll this: she is also on my she, short list. Nice, she's never nice. had a, a bad episode. Yeah, that's great. Uh, she, I mean, she has a lot of good ones. Too, so. Hit rate yeah. for Dorota. Yeah, it's we still um, haven't gotten to the point where I'm sure you will fall in love with Dorota, and yes, I have yes. sent the screenshot to Matt. So yes, okay. I'm, we're patiently waiting for it. But this um, is a great step in the right direction for her. This episode. Oh yeah. So we'll go back to Chuck and Nate's bachelor pad. And uh, as we know from the episode where Chuck was able to stop the elevator, Chuck pretty much runs, you know, the elevators around here. Uh, and it, like he, he I don't know when he became in charge of elevator security, but he just came from <laughs> he came from his weekly elevator security meeting with uh, with the rest of the elevator boys. And he found out that someone pulled the emergency stop to have a makeout section. And Nate's like, you just love your job, don't you? <laughs> Apparently, at some point, Chuck's main job became elevator maintenance and security. No, and Chuck told- <laughs> it's only when people are hooking up that he gets <laughs> yeah, involved. Right. <laughs> what people are hooking up again? All right, I'm, I'm coming back. <laughs> so he tells Nate that it was Serena and Trip, and uh, Serena had to have known that if they're in an elevator. Chuck is watching, so very stupid right. move on their part. And also, I don't think she thinks about these kind of things. This just happened. What, you're pulling the emergency stomp to just make out? Grow yeah. up, what are you I doing? She, I think she thinks it's just a pause button, like, oh, nobody will notice this, but they, I think it sets off an alarm or something. Right, she's she's like, I mean, as long as we're in the elevator, it doesn't count, right? I can't have you come up to my room, but these elevators take forever sometime. Like, okay, you're still making, like, what's the difference if you're making out in the elevator or in your room? I don't understand. Now, now it's on, now it's on tape. This, yeah. was, this was objectively worse. There's something so, about the atmosphere in there. Not so yeah. smart. No, no. So now Nate and Chuck know that Trip is uh, divorcing Maureen because of Serena, even even if that's not what he's telling Serena. And Chuck also confident that Trip is going to bolt in six months. And so Nate says someone needs to get through to Serena before it's too late. And Chuck replies that whoever tries better bring a sledgehammer. And then Nate calls security. And I guess they just give him the footage when he calls. <laughs> He must have um, said Chuck I, I asked so. me to get it. Right. I, yeah, maybe. He I has guess. some credentials there. Seems a little too easy to get elevator security at, at the Empire. I mean, it yeah. could also be that he's like, listen, this is my job as a, you know, political advisor. I, I'm sorry. I need to get that footage to protect Trip. And they're like, you got it. Or he just paid for it. Yeah, yeah maybe. Maybe. For, maybe yeah. For. That's, that's probably more likely. Um, Jenny and Eric getting ready for Thanksgiving. Dorota and Lily are also there. And Rufus walks in with, surprise, it's Cece. And Cece tells Lily that when Rufus called and found out she was well enough to travel, they just had to surprise her. Uh, But that's not all. Vanessa, Vanessa's mom, Dan, they all enter as Vanessa and her mom are bickering about the doorman. And uh, Rufus introduces Gabriella to Cece. And then Cece's eyes absolutely light up when she sees Daniel and says hello to him. Daniel. Uh, there's also, I, I feel like some flirty energy when uh, Dan says she's looking well and she's like, I am, aren't I? Uh, we will never find out why Cece started adoring Dan overnight. I, but, no, uh, never it, know. But at least so, that stayed consistent. Stayed consistent. Yeah. <laughs> for, for no reason, Cece loves Dan still. And so uh, Cece whispers to Lily that they have a lot of talk to talk about, as does she and Rufus. Even though I, I guess they will, she and Rufus will never get that conversation. At least not in this episode. No, I think also Cece wants to come just because she was pissed off that Lily did not want her there today. I think that's as <laughs> yeah. far as it goes. Honestly, she's lying about about uh, how she can't travel. Maybe <laughs> right. So, uh, 
Blair, Blair is uh, wafting salmon under Eleanor's nose, trying to make her puke. And she asks if she's nauseous, and Eleanor's like, no, I'm just jet-lagged. Uh, also trying to get her to drink some champagne, but she says she's not in the mood. It, they're certainly making it seem like Eleanor is <laughs> yeah. pregnant, because why doesn't she drink at all today? She's I mean, not in the mood. she's jet-lagged. She, she's just jet-lagged? I, I guess, but like... I don't know. I, I'd have some champagne just to shut Blair up at a certain point. <laughs> I, yeah, that's why she's she like takes a little sip of it, but she's just obviously not feeling like drinking. Yeah. Um, so Trip and Maureen arrive. Uh, Serena's trying to play it cool. Maureen mentions all the long hour, hours Serena and Trip have been working, and Maureen takes off her coat, you know, the one that's the same as Lily's coat, and Serena takes it for her, and then uh, Maureen goes to say hello to Nate, and Trip assures Serena that the hardest part is over, and that they can get through this. I, I mean, I well, Trip is so like delusional that he thinks that they're just gonna get away with this, and that they can just like so hang weird. out at Thanksgiving when his wife is right there and is already suspicious of them. I really like Serena taking the coat and instantly handing it to, it to the yeah. help. She's she's like, I'll take that here. Take this. <laughs> <laughs> so that was her version of helping. Yeah. Yeah, she got all the credit while while the uh, the the uh, s- s- w- domestic maids. Yeah, help. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, the, the help. I guess. Um, also, I don't understand Lily's relationship to Maureen. Like, they're that close where she felt the need to invite her off the street. Like, are they that good of buddies? I, it's not weird. For I don't them have to a strong right understanding of that either because Lily seemed so excited to see Maureen. I know. And I have right. no idea why she would be excited to see Maureen. Right. We I actually just take that... her word for a lot of her relationships that we don't know about from like seasons yeah, that happened I before mean, this series. I yeah, I guess they just run in the same circles. I mean, we know we know that Serena used to go to the Vanderbilts for like the the big Easter egg hunts back when they were back when they were kids. I don't yeah. know when Maureen started coming into the picture. I don't know if Lily was also in attendance at some of those, but uh, they are at least friendly enough where yeah, they score the invite just by running into each other. It, on it's the just like it's a, it's a holiday that is mostly just family, family, and it, it, the. Guest list just gets so big that even these weirdos get invited. Just crazy. Yeah, to, I mean, it works for me. They had to but. bring out the big table for this yeah. one. And so Blair, Eleanor, Chuck also here now, much to Serena's surprise. And Blair asks uh, Congressman Tripp where his lo- lovely wife is. <laughs> and so uh, Chuck tells Serena and Tripp that if they ever play grab ass in his elevator again, Serena will be staying at an airport Marriott. And then he says happy holidays and walks mm. away. So That's like a dad like, ooh, you got in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's his so, dad. Yeah, Serena, yeah. I, I do. I Glad it's definitely cleared out that Serena does live in Chuck's hotel. Like that—that that is the hotel that Chuck owns. I, I don't know why yes. I forgot that, which is why he. We were trying to figure it out a couple weeks ago, if not last week. But yeah, still weird that he can just control all the elevators anytime he wants. But also, why is Chuck so against grab assing in his elevator? You'd—you'd you'd think he'd be all about that. But he's just yeah. against this particular grab right. ass because Blair yes. is mad about Trip and Serena. He's like he. I mean, I'd I'd assume that Chuck would be like, "This is a great idea, actually. A sexy elevator where after hours you have to grab ass each other. <laughs> a secret elevator where there's a password." Do you think um, there's more she... cameras? <laughs> Probably. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do yeah. think there's more cameras. If she was doing it with there's... Nate, he wouldn't care. But it's because it's Trip right. and because yes. Blair is annoyed about the yeah the yeah, trip yeah. of it all for sure. I but I love the idea that Chuck can be like. I will call every luxury hotel in Manhattan <laughs> and across the world, and you will be blackballed from good hotels. You will have to stay at the airport That's Marriott. Right. Chuck really rose to the top of the uh, of the hotel industry. He has a lot of pull. And also, Tripp and Serena should be more worried that Chuck knows about them. They, they It barely registers with them. They're almost like more annoyed than anything else. Just like, oh, yeah, like the God, fact that fine. people know about this and there's like proof out there um, should be concerning to them, but they are not the least bit concerned as of now. So... 
Uh, Maureen comes up to Nate and straight up asks him if Trip and Serena are having an affair. Uh, she doesn't want to hurt anyone. She just wants him back. And so Nate confirms that they are, and he says he has a way that they can end things quickly and quietly. And Maureen is down. She's like, uh, yeah, I don't even care if Trip loves me or not. I just want to, I just want to be a politician's wife again. Now, how is this going to be quickly and quietly? Because it, it didn't go like that at all. I, I don't well, know like, what their the plan was The public won't find out, so that's okay. the quiet right. part. That's the quiet part. Okay, right. sure. I think in Nate's mind, uh, Maureen is going to show them the video evidence, and but I, I don't think he, he wanted it to happen over Thanksgiving dinner. Right. I think that, he wanted at it the to table, happen. right? It was, he was like, right. oh, no, 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 no. Right, in a quiet room where Maureen's like, I have this proof. I will end your political career. You will look like an But idiot. you just couldn't take I it anymore. At show dinner. everyone. Yeah, and uh, Trip would be like, oh, shit. All right, I'll stay with you all and things with uh, Serena, and then that would be it. But uh, that is not how it plays out, obviously. Mm. So uh, Blair walks into a room and Jenny drags her right out and asks what Eric did at Cotillion because uh, she still has no idea Eric was behind anything at Cotillion. But Jonathan texted her back saying he was surprised they were still friends after what happened at Cotillion. So Blair thought that Jenny, of all people, would appreciate a sabotage and that even she, though she came out unscathed, Eric's plan was a solid one. So nice that Eric had the uh, Blair Waldorf seal of approval on the plan still. And... Blair just tells Jenny everything that happened to her cotillion was all planned out by Eric, and then she asks, uh, like, uh, pretty much how having a sibling is is going for her, and we get the iconic music cue. Uh, for the first time in the episode, we will hear uh, Jason Derulo's What You Say start playing, which is how we oh, know yeah. that uh, some fun stuff is going to start happening. <laughs> yeah, good, uh, well-timed. First of all, great move by Josh Schwartz to even use this song, based on uh, other music choices in other shows that I will not spoil for Brendan. Yes. Okay, great. But an inspired choice. And for, honestly, equally impactful. Say. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> also, this episode in general just had great music. Like It starts off with oh, a yeah. Vampire Weekend banger. We end it with does, Paramore. Yeah. Lots of good yep. stuff. Yeah, they uh, they knocked it out of the park musically in this one. And so we are at Thanksgiving dinner. What You Say is still playing. And Lily is just staring down everyone as Cece tells Rufus she is so glad to be sitting next to him. And then shoots a dagger at Lily. Again... <laughs> Unclear why Cece is trying to sabotage Lily right now, but um, Gabriella just a suggestion of a sabotage. It doesn't even have to be a real one. I think it would make her play mind games with Lily. It makes her feel alive. It makes her feel healthy. (laughs) She makes her her feel young again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She's like, look, my health is good. I can scheme. (laughs) Yeah, she she can only go in remission by uh, sabotaging other people. That's what makes her healthy. So. Uh, Gabriella asks Cece how Rufus and Lily's wedding was and like shit already hitting the fan because Cece mentions that Rufus didn't think to invite her to their wedding which is pretty insane I, I, Rufus uses the excuse that uh, Lily said she wasn't uh, well to travel still and uh, Gabriella asks Cece why they didn't want her at her daughter's wedding in which Cece responds Ooh, with my favorite type of joke saying fifth, fifth wedding actually <laughs> yeah but like yeah, what no. an insane first of all this lining of, this line of crazy. questioning is so insane oh how was their wedding <laughs> why is that your first question why not be like oh tell me about like when Lily was younger or yeah, anything call out in front of Cece too it was like oh why didn't yeah, you nice invite your be- mother-in-law well, yeah, that's crazy yeah, no insane that she is doing this like vanessa has every right to be annoyed with her mom she's like sorry i just care about people and it's like this is not the actions of someone who cares about people she keeps saying that it doesn't line up with her actions at all (laughs) (laughs) you can't just say things so (laughs) vanessa trying desperately to get her mom to stay out of this uh rufus again tells cc that uh lily said she was too sick to travel and that's when cc lets him know that she's been in remission since august even though lily didn't come home until october and cc tries to cover by saying she must be wrong uh, hard to keep track even though october two months away from august so not the best save although i, I think this was definitely an intentional slip up from cc here oh easily yeah and also yeah. though i don't 
I mean, I'm no expert on, you know, cancer treatments or anything like that. But I feel like probably when you first go into remission, you might not necessarily feel your best because you've probably just been through a bunch of chemotherapy. Yeah, Yeah, I I guess Rufus was just under the impression that uh, Lily would come home right after she went into remission. So uh, she should have been home in August, but she wasn't home until October. So, um, But no, you're right. I I don't think the last cancer treatment makes you feel amazing out of nowhere like it makes you feel like shit until the last one then all your energy is immediately back as soon as you're cancer free yeah, <laughs> yeah i don't also i, I think this is like the kind of the first mention we get of it actually being like cancer i don't think they say what the sickness is yeah, until today i mean technically yeah, you I'm... could be in remission from other types of sickness okay. it's just like in pop culture typically when someone That's says remission, they're talking right. about cancer right right so um vanessa tries to like get dan to shit talk her mom with her even though they're sitting right next to her at the table so i don't blame dan either who is like trying to just like deflect here he also kind of got her there what what does dan say in this in here in in response here uh i don't remember oh all right you just know that he got her no, no, I'm saying he got her here. Like he, no, I didn't mean like got her. Like it was a joke. I'm saying. Oh, I thought you meant. Of course, he's not gotcha. going to like shit on her when he, like, brought her here it, and wanted oh, okay. her and Vanessa okay, to kind of you. get along. Oh, right, right. We thought you were like got her. Yeah. Got her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I thought you meant. No, no. Um, right. There and are plenty so of these in this episode, deflecting. though. So many, so many zingers. Which, which pisses Vanessa off. Uh, this is such a weird reason for them to be fighting here. And then Dan makes that face again, and we get the very famous sequence of events. The the one that I was talking about. The the big. Uh, climax of the scene where i am not exaggerating when i say i've seen these two minutes and 20 seconds of gossip girl more than any other moment in gossip girl and it's not close like i said i saw this at least four times uh just four very uh, days ago and everyone retweeting it on thanksgiving every year i I would have to think that this is probably the most famous scene from gossip girl yeah i would agree with that um and i think it is the correct scene to have seen the most times Oh, yeah. It's, it's <laughs> iconic. So let, let's break it down further. Uh, oh, boy. Vanessa asks Jenny if she's heard of someone starting to make a brand new face at age 19, which is a weird <laughs> question to uh-huh. ask. And uh, Jenny's like, I don't know. Ask Eric. He's mastered too. And then, great start. Uh, great she, start. Yep. She calls Eric out for sabotaging her cotillion. And then when she tries to get a response out of him, he just tells her that her sweet potatoes are bland. As, at, the, at the time, say, my joke of the episode at this time. Wow. <laughs> it is good. It's great delivery. It's, like, it's so good. Yeah. Anything else you have to tell me? Your sweet potatoes are bland. <laughs> sweet potatoes are bland. Yeah. As Jason Derulo is still singing. Um, I wish it would have been a live performance with Jason Derulo performing just in the background. <laughs> if uh, only he had been there. Oh, my God. If, if only. If only. Uh, Lily's still drinking. Eleanor is still not drinking. And when Eleanor refuses to be fed by Blair, uh, Blair's going to call her out for being pregnant. Yeah, because she tries to give her cheese. Like an unpasteurized, <laughs> like not safe for pregnant woman cheese. Because she is like... Drink the champagne. Oh, she just took a sip. Okay, well, yeah. I'm surprised she didn't have a plate of sushi or something. Like she's yeah. like, okay, well, how just about on this? Deck, ready to go. How about this soft yeah. cheese that you certainly couldn't have if you're pregnant? Why don't we ride a roller coaster after dinner? Uh-huh. Let's get in a hot tub. So- Uh, of course rufus clinks his glass and he's ready to give the toast to thank everyone for coming to their first thanksgiving as a family and he's going to do this by telling a joke that lily has expressly forbidden and (laughs) at at that even the introduction serena and trip look at each other and laugh and maureen calls them out for smiling and nate tries to stop her but she's pissed and she tells serena that she and trip are going to grow old together without serena or else she will make her own statement as she reveals the video of them making out on the elevator and the, I mean, 
is it me or is it weird just to begin with that uh, Serena and Trip are like sitting next to each other while Maureen is yes, across from them? I had that today? noted too. Why were they not sitting together to begin with? I mean, that anywhere. Weird. Maybe they do where romantic partners sit across the table from each other. I know I would prefer to sit next to someone, but I don't know. Yeah, I at a Thanksgiving table though, like I feel like I feel like you're sitting next to your partner there. You would think. Yeah, uh, I think yeah. I'd be sitting next to yeah. Right, so uh, Chuck wants to know how she got that video, as Nate is just like, ah, shit, I did not want it to happen like this. Mm -hmm. And Maureen tells Tripp that he will be a political joke and Serena will be a punchline, which is unfortunately true. She probably would be like a late-night punchline for the next few weeks, even though Serena is an 18-year-old girl that got taken advantage of by uh, her 26-year-old boss. Yeah. He's (laughs) supposed to be 26? Yes. I I continue to not disbelieve that. Every time you bring it up, I, I... remember again but it's just insane he looks 14 he really does it's crazy um and so lily sees all of this and is going to be the first person of many to storm off all while rufus is still telling the stupid joke mind you which to which the pump punchline seems to be and that's what i call plymouth rock (laughs) (laughs) he starts the joke by saying something about how the pilgrims are gonna start a band and then ends on that's what they call plymouth rock yeah, and they're you don't even have lead to fill singers. in the a t- Yeah, a typical Rufus joke. Yeah, a great, a great punchline. A classic, <laughs> oh uh, a classic example of a of a Mr. Smith joke where the punchline is funny without the setup. The punchline <laughs> is not <laughs> funny. Like, I'm sorry. Like, what is with wrong? delivery? It is. With the it's delivery. funny because of like the conversation that's happening during it too, and he like, just says that, and no one cares about it. Everyone's like, honestly, the only up? thing funny is to laugh at Rufus because he he is oblivious and an idiot, not yeah. anything yeah. he actually says. Yeah, Brendan, oh, I think what he says funnier, adds to it a little bit. <laughs> would it have been funnier if we heard Rufus say, "Wrecked him, damn near killed him"? <laughs> yes, that would have been much funnier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would like that better. So, and that's what I call Plymouth Rock. So, uh, Serena follows Lily's lead, and she's going to storm off. Rufus has enough sense to see that his joke fell completely flat and says that they should just eat. But now Jenny storms off because she lost her appetite. Blair storms off because she wants pie. Vanessa storms off because her mom has the nerve to say, kids. And, like, literally all right one after the other. And, like I said, the, the Vanessa storm off, definitely, I think, the most ridiculous and least warranted, where she was definitely just feeling left out and was just like, oh, uh, totally. mom, what do you know? What do you know? You're you're an expert on kids now? I'm storming off, too. And uh, then Cece hilariously ends the scene by telling Rufus she's so happy he invited her. <laughs> and that is a genuine moment. She is very happy she's there to witness <laughs> yes. all this. I wish I had been she's, there. Yeah. Literally. And uh, that is the premiere, the, the Gossip Girl Thanksgiving scene, Oof. the... The this is this is what we we started the podcast for in a way. I, I mean, mean that's this the best is... scene I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. To get them all, we should probably just end it right here. This is that's why it. I claimed all Thanksgiving episodes because wow. you knew this day would come. I knew yes, so. Us, uh, yeah. Serena and Lily post storm off here. Serena tries to use her old excuse of it's not what it looks like, and Lily's like, "What? That you're having an affair with a married man?" She's like, I literally just saw you kissing him. And Serena naively says, yeah, a kiss we didn't have until he decided to leave his wife. And now oh, Lily's pissed honey. because she, she, knows, she knows a thing or two about getting left. And yeah. Serena's like, yeah, well, unlike with you, Tripp actually cares about me. And Lily's just like, you dumb girl. Maureen, Maureen <laughs> thought the same thing. And, he, and, and he's, you stupid, stupid girl. That's what Maureen thought. And he's literally just leaving her just like that. So uh, Lily draws the line, tells Serena to walk away or she's not welcome in this home. It's very interesting that this seems to be the final straw for Lily. But I, I guess this is just really hitting close to home for her. Right, like you see me do this over and over and over again, or, or it happened to me at least, and 
the guy always wins, so don't let the guy continue to win. It's going to happen. Yeah. Serena being very naive, as per usual here. Yeah, it's she's her main trait. Here. She's naive and she's charming. Really is, yeah. That's it. Yeah. She has two speeds. So uh, now Jenny and Eric. Jenny's like, yeah, I don't get it. You hate me, but you've been pretending to be my friend this entire time. And Eric's <laughs> like, no, yeah, that's pretty much it. it. Seems like you do get it. Like, you're, <laughs> yeah. you're up to speed. And so... Uh, He's like, Jenny, you lost the right to honesty after you chose being queen over our friendship. And he tells her that he just wanted Jenny to be the one that got taken down just once so that maybe she could see what it felt like and everything could go back to the way it was. And Queen Jenny just calmly tells Eric, but that didn't happen. And you lost Jonathan because of it. And then, yeah, and Eric says he lost everything. But Jenny tells him that he didn't lose her, not if he apologizes. And... Honestly, I would take that deal if I'm Eric. Like, cut your losses and get back in Jenny's good graces. I guess so. I, I still wouldn't have done it, though. She's been so awful to him. I, I, I like, what am I apologizing for? You ended up coming out on top that day anyway, so I really shouldn't be apologizing to you. It's like, you egged I know, me. I just, I'm not apologizing yeah. to you. You can apologize to I me. Just, I don't care. I'm cutting my losses if I'm Eric. I, I just can't see Eric coming out on top here. Uh, he blames Jenny for him being a different person and on his breakup with Jonathan, and he ends the conversation by threatening Jenny to watch her back. And... Like I said, I just can't see this ending well for Eric. He's just not equipped no. to deal with a queen bait. I think he should not have said, watch your back. I think he should yeah, have that's... probably just f- apologized but lied. Right. And yeah, then still yeah. schemed. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, that's another good move, too. Just li- I mean, he's been lying to her so far. Just keep lying. And yeah, but to out in front be like, yeah, watch your back so that she knows to be on alert. Like, that's that's not good. Not a good move. Uh, and they keep saying that he's changed, and I don't really think he has still until I, I don't guess, think like, so either. Until the very end, like when he's like continuing to let this this sort of jealousy or of her life, or just like yeah, you know, it, it, he he goes a little bit further at the end, and we don't know what he's doing quite yet. But uh, he's still Eric, and he's still nice, and still cute and funny, charming, and the rest of it. I still yeah. love him. Um, it's 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 for a good cause. He he's going down the rabbit hole a little bit, but his heart's in the right place. Yeah. So Jenny's now changed. Now, yeah, well, that's that's to be expected. Uh, you, you can't roll the school without uh without, without tuning, being a, a giant bitch. high high end drug dealer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I forgot so, about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Blair and Eleanor, everyone's having their uh, post storm off debriefs here, and Blair asks Eleanor how she could uh, how could she, and then uh, she said Blair says my joke of the episode, which is no offense to Cyrus, but do you think the world really needs another Aaron Rose? I, I, I love, love that. that too. Oh my god, that was a real <laughs> joke bringing, of the episode, but yeah. Uh, it came, it came too far character. after that great Rufus moment. Yeah. We're, we're bringing this character back up just to dunk on him. I love it. Love all the callbacks. She was really speaking for you in that moment. I think that's why I like it so yeah. much because I knew you were cheering in your seat. Yeah, yeah. I gave her a standing ovation. Yeah. So Eleanor tells Blair that she is not pregnant. She just came home to change her will to reflect her new property because she and Cyrus are moving to Paris full time, which seems kind of wild to me. Yeah, like, yeah, Blair is technically an adult now. We, we know that she's 19, but... She still kind of needs parents. I mean, I, I know they're never around anyway, and she has Dorota, but like it's weird that they're just moving to Paris full time and leaving a nineteen-year-old to uh, to to let Blair make Manhattan her own, as Ew. as Eleanor says. And she is so touched by this. She's like, "Oh, mom, you let me have it now," as if like You're her mom me being here meant that she could never rule it. <laughs> How do yeah. you give someone Manhattan like, for Thanksgiving? What are you gonna do at the holidays? <laughs> it's like, come oh on. <laughs> Yeah, my mom left, but she gave me Manhattan. Like, this is a good deal. But it, it is sad. Like, I know a few people that this happened to where they went to college and their parents moved to, like, to Florida or something. I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah, okay. That, that's, that's sad. Yeah. That's, that's a lot. Just come back from college now and now not have anywhere to, anywhere to go. I mean, Blair obviously still is able to live in her house because they're rich enough that they can afford multiple properties. So that, yeah. that's good at least. But, um, 
yeah, Eleanor uh, thinks it's time for her to step back. And so Eleanor and Cyrus found a flat right across the street from Blair's favorite restaurant, which is very exciting to Blair. And uh, so they're on good terms again. Blair actually apologizes for being so crazy. And uh, she still wants to know who the pregnancy test belonged to. And that's when Vanya steps in to beg Blair to have Dorota answer his calls. And he's so sorry for whatever he did. And Blair and Eleanor uh, realize what's happening and give a nice in unison, oh my God. Yeah, this is a, a fantastic moment. So sweet. Yes. Uh, gotta, gotta love it. And so Rufus and Gabriella were left at the table. Gabriella doesn't want to be presumptuous, and if that were true, I think she'd probably stop talking, but she goes on and asks Rufus, isn't it odd that Lily lied about when her mother went into remission? And, you know, that certainly is odd. She's right, but butt the fuck out, Gabriella. Yeah, like, isn't it also <laughs> none of your fucking business, Gabriella? She can't yeah. stop. She Again, really can't This stop. continues to be none of your business. And Rufus is like, yeah, I trust Lily, and that she'll explain uh, when she's ready to, which is a great response from Rufus. And like, shut the fuck up, Gabriella. <laughs> Not good enough for her. She continues past her Rufus, so much so that Vanessa has to step in and, like, is basically like, Mom, what the fuck is wrong with you? Cut it out. Like, are they, that, are they she, supposed to be that close, her and Rufus? No! And she thinks I mean, she can talk to her head like this? I don't... I, yeah, I don't know how... I mean, they, listen no how to how she talks to Cece. She talks to everyone like this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then Vanessa just pretty much just asks, like, her why she's such a shitty mom. She brings up, like, a random time that Gabriella wouldn't see hair with her, which, see, like, clearly she has been festering about this for a while. I like how and, she's so mm-hmm. mad that her mom talked to a homeless person. He was a vet. Like, like Vanessa. The, the issue was that he was homeless, though, right? Yeah, she's like, "Wow, you would rather talk to a homeless man than homeless sit man. quietly yeah. and watch a show with me." It's not like you're me gonna who talk. has a home. Like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, it seemed like a weird thing to bring up. I, I get the thing is that, uh, you know, she never wants to spend time with Vanessa. Right? She can't even sit there and watch her. the show that they paid for. I guess is the idea. Yeah. But, Imagine yeah. and being like, the homeless person who just you know, is trying to get through the day and, you know, maybe get some change or something to, to get a hot meal. And then you have to talk to her for, what, two <laughs> hours? That poor man. Yeah, and then she probably didn't even give him any, any like, money or anything. She was probably like, I paid him in quality conversation. I don't need to give him any money. <laughs> right. <laughs> so she's like, yeah, well, this is who I am. So maybe I should just go. And Vern- Vanessa, for once, agrees. Uh, they say that this was a mistake, even though Dan is pleading for her to stay. I think Dan just wants as many buffers here as possible so he doesn't have to talk to Vanessa. I think so. But I'm also starting to think that he likes Vanessa's mom a little bit too much. Oh, is that what it is? Ooh. I think so. He sees, he sees Vanessa's certainly... future. I mean, she is hotter some... than Vanessa. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I like that. Kind of, some weird chemistry going on there. I don't know if it's sexual, but... Um, Serena comes downstairs, apologizes to Maureen while, <laughs> while everyone's staring at her, and she says... She apologizes for what we did, and then changes it so that she just says what I did. I, I mean, I, I get that I, she's taking responsibility for herself, but... It makes it seem like Trip is the innocent party here, where where she's like, "Oh yeah, I'll, I'll take the fall for this one." Yeah, it's, it's like Serena's very annoying, but I feel bad for how much she feels the need to take full responsibility for all this. Yeah, I feel yeah, bad I for mean, her for that. Serena she, is the one who got manipulated into thinking Trip was going to leave his wife, and uh, he's the twenty-six-year-old lying about it who can't keep his hands off the eighteen-year-old subordinate. Right. He he's by far in the wrong, and people do kind of point that out to her a couple times. Like I think Chuck does at some point. Um, but yeah, Serena keeps making bad decisions, but it doesn't help that Trip is such a manipulative asshole. Yeah, so, uh, Serena promises never to see Trip again, and Nate's like, hell yeah, mission accomplished. We did it, boys. Almost. <laughs> yep. So, Blair and Serena here. We love a good Blair and Serena scene. Uh, even though Blair has been warning Serena about this the whole time, she's still here to listen to Serena and tell her that she did the right thing. And, you know, she tells Serena that doing the right thing takes courage and strength. At least that's what she's heard. 
And anything that hard is only made more difficult by not having your best friend by your side. So Blair says she's sorry. She had to go through it alone. Even though, again, Blair has been, like, completely in the right about all of this. And Serene just yeah. wouldn't listen to her. But good good for Blair for just burying the hatchet and apologizing. And Serena also apologizes, which is much more warranted. And they make weekend plans to go to Paris. They're going to take the red eye with her mom. And Blair says that Chuck can shop for sweaters with Harold and Roman. And then she says, and we can wander Notre Dame and dot, dot, dot. And she takes a very long pause just looking into Serena's eyes before she's able to compose herself and say, spend time, just the two of us, mm. like we haven't for so long. I, this girl is so in love. I think she, yeah, no. she's going to propose well, She's gonna propose to Serena in Paris. That would have mm. been great. I, you know, these plans got me so excited for the two of them. I, I was know. like, you know, finally, I was genuinely excited for this to be what happens, like, the end all she's literally like we're gonna spend time together in paris you're we're gonna come back you can move in with me you don't have to live in the hotel anymore like it's all it's all mine get the u-haul like uh they're meant to be together they are why do they keep doing this to us why do they keep teasing serena and blair alone time plans and just to have trip swoop in and take serena away again to make us hate trip even more Literally, it's this was such... we, we get duped a couple times too because I'm like, you know what? At least, well, I guess we'll get. You know, what? I'll save it. You'll get some. Okay, all right, fine. So uh, Lily's still drinking by herself, and Rufus comes in, and Lily apologizes for missing Thanksgiving, and Rufus is like, uh, you know, why'd you lie about Cece feeling better? Uh, I guess so much for trusting her to tell him when she's ready. He just couldn't mm-hmm. couldn't wait, and so. Lily says that uh, she was finally connecting with her mother and she wanted to stay and enjoy the new CC for as long as she could. And so Rufus is like, yeah, you should have just told me that. And Lily says she should have, but she knew she was being selfish, so she lied. Uh, Brendan, did you did you believe this lie, this oh, other lie I know Lily? my Lily. I know she was still lying through her fucking <laughs> sexy teeth. Ew. <laughs> Brendan. Best, best teeth on the show by a long shot. I don't think that's a true statement. No, I don't, I don't know. It's just because they're in her, it's just her, they're in her sexy mouth. Sexy teeth. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I, I can tell. She, I think I know her better than Rufus does. Honestly, kind of embarrassing for him. Yeah, you really do, yeah. yeah. So, uh, Cece interrupts, makes fun of Lily for uh, loving her so much, and is excited. She has a witness here to hear her say that in case uh, she ever tries to tell her how insufferable she is. And so Rufus goes to clear the table, and Cece tells Lily, "I take it you didn't tell him about your little trip this summer." <laughs> Which, uh oh, uh, you do uh, good, Cece. Cece- yeah, thank you. <laughs> Cece tells her that some secrets can't stay hidden, but Lily says that this one will. Uh, so we we still don't know what she's hiding. Do you have any predictions, Brendan? It's definitely well. Before we get the um, the letter for Serena later yeah. on, I know it has something to, something to do with Serena's dad because we, we've been te- we've been teeing this up for too long this season. That it's yeah. got to for all season, at some point, really. and then they finally <laughs> yeah. confirm it. They don't tell you exactly what it is, uh, and I have also have no idea how it ties into Maureen, how she could use that to her benefit. Yeah, uh, but somehow it's. Very uh, blackmailable. Whatever happened, I she must she must have gone to see Serena's dad over the summertime. It's a good guess. It's a good guess. Yeah. Um, so Blair and Eleanor confront Dorota, and they give her a plate to give to Vanya. And uh, Dorota, little shade towards Rufus. She says he's a good cook, but not the top chef. So uh, she he can get a plate from somewhere else. But uh, they tell Dorota that she's gonna have to talk to him eventually, even though she wants to wait two or three months at least because they aren't married. So her parents are gonna start the next uh, Polish Soviet war. And they just kind of shove her in an elevator anyway and wish her luck. They're like, go, <laughs> go to him. They're yeah. like, ah, ha, ha, war. That's, <laughs> Polish-Soviet war. That's a good one, yeah, Dorota. Get, so, get in there. So <laughs> funny to talk about conflict between R- Russia and Poland. <laughs> yeah. yeah, great great times. So uh, Dan returns to the loft where uh, Miss Abrams is there packing her things. And Dan's like, you know, you and your daughter, not as different as you think. Uh, Vanessa Vanessa petitioned to keep a historic bar in Brooklyn from closing last year. And uh, she spent the end of her summer rebuilding community gardens or whatever. Like, I, 
the thing is, it's not that they're different, really. But besides the fact that Vanessa goes to college, she and her mom are like kind of the same, and that's why they hate each other so much because right. they're both they're annoying. both so exactly annoying. <laughs> yeah, Gabrielle is just like take Vanessa and like multiply it by a bunch, and she's e- even that much worse. Somehow. Yeah, that's what Dan just said. Like, you guys aren't that different after all. You're both fucking annoying. <laughs> <laughs> she still would have come back with oh i get it you're in love with her <laughs> she's like oh uh, someone said Van- something nice about vanessa you must be in love with her it must be, it must be love <laughs> so uh yeah dan tells vanessa's mom that vanessa loves her she just wants her to actually spend time with her which is you know something that dan should not have been <laughs> to be telling uh vanessa's mom mm-hmm. and then dan says if she ever does get around to spending time with her daughter she'll see how amazing she is I doubt it, but all right. Nice thing to say. And that's why uh, instead of telling Dan he's right, she's just like, I can't believe I didn't see this now. Oh, oh, you're in love with her. Which is He's like, bizarre, no, I just had to poop. I'm constipated. Even if he is, which I believe that is what they're trying to hint at, it's such a weird thing to just like accuse someone of. Like, because if he's not, it's just so like aggressive to be like, you're in love with my daughter. And like, Dan is just like, no, I just think you should spend time with her so because he thinks that like yeah. obviously he's in love with her well i guess because denies- it seems like he's been jumping through hoops this episode to get her to connect with vanessa so i guess that's what her point yeah, is but- is like you really must like this girl a lot because you're trying way harder than anyone else should to give this girl a relationship with her mom <laughs> i guess but I, I don't know he denies it but gabrielle is like no 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 i can tell it's all over that constipated face of yours <laughs> as uh <laughs> as vanessa walks in and uh, dan leaves to give them some alone time oh the whole every confrontation with dan and vanessa's mom just made me uncomfortable so it happens weird. too many times. It does. So, Trip is pissed at Nate. He can't believe what Nate did. And it's like, listen, you had a choice. It looks like you made it. And Trip tells Nate that thanks to him, Maureen can cause a huge scandal and he could lose everything. And he's just like, buddy, y- you lose your career. You've already lost Serena. The-, the fact that this is just occurring to you now makes me pretty sure I did the right thing. And Trip just walks away. So, Chuck steps in. And asks Nate why he didn't tell Serena the truth. And Nate is like, uh, that is the truth. Serena deserves someone who would sacrifice anything to be with her. Um, and Chuck asks Nate, even if that means stealing a security tape from his best friend's business. And it doesn't seem like Papa Chuck is even that mad. He just he just wants Nate to tell her how she feels and give, give her a chance to be with a guy who does deserve her. And then he, he just also walks away. Right. Papa Chuck knows his son, that he loves yeah. Serena. He doesn't care about the crime he committed. Just go right. get your girl. <laughs> Exactly. So, yeah, obviously Nate did all this because he's randomly in love with Serena again. I guess not random. Like, they, they do seem like a good match. It, just, it, did, yeah. it did just happen very quickly within the last couple of episodes. They it went did. from hating each other to him being in love well, with her. It's pretty good uh, very at this. Remember how fast he got back in love with Blair? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. I think you just point him in the direction of a woman and he's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> got it. I forgot. Right. Like like we were saying last week, brother, that Nate kind of the, the male version of Serena where he just point him in the right direction. He's, he's going to fall in love eventually. Yeah. So, uh, Blair and Serena are, like, breaking into Bart's safe here, and Trip walks in because he says he couldn't leave, and Blair replies, I can help you with that. The elevator comes, you get on it, and we never see you again. Gotta, <laughs> gotta love protective Blair. Yes, I do love that. Also, how many times has this bit safe been broken into now in the series? <laughs> well, they, they, refuse to change the, they refuse to change the passcode, so people are just going to keep breaking in. <laughs> um, all of a sudden, uh, Trip doesn't care if Maureen outs the affair, and they run him out of Congress. So... Trip is actually ready to give up his career for a teenager that he started hooking up with a few days ago. Trip is an idiot. You yeah, know. He's a moron. I, I just I still can't wrap my head around it. It's so dumb of him to do this. And he tells Serena that all he cares about is her. Uh, if he's going to le- leave Maureen, which he just told her he is, then he wants to do it with Serena by his side. And like why is he like smiling when he says this? Uh, he's smiling. He, it's freaking He me thinks out. he's being very charming, but he looks creepy and deranged. He looks manic. 
This he does. is love bombing. I'm sorry. The, it this is, is yeah. not normal behavior. I no. hate it. And like Blair looks crushed now because it's the second time in three episodes Trip is ruining her opportunity to get alone time with Serena. Again, why do they keep doing this to us? Yeah. And so Trip tells Serena he's going to go downstairs and wait in his car and he hopes Serena will be joining him. So Serena has to choose between Paris with Blair or a stupid car with her stupid predator boss. And we don't know and where they're going. No, he, away. Yeah, we don't. He, he just says, I'm going to be in the car. Meet me there. So no, she no, no, asked Blair no, what to this do. This is it. Like, I am so mad that we were going to have an ending for Serena this episode where she ends up with her best friend in Paris just having fun. Yep. Then it was about to happen where we have a chance that she downgrades just a little bit to end up ending episode with Nate. But we end right. up with the worst of all three options where right. she ends up in the car with Trip, And she also even looks uncomfortable to be there oh yeah it, the way it's it looks gone like she it looks like, like she's like oh fuck I, I fucked up it looks like she knows she fucked up immediately she's like forcing a smile as she holds his hand i'd be but... pissed off too like i could be on a plane with blair right now yeah but I mean, she felt like really pressured into choosing trip or but i could be with me on the say... sidewalk right now would, right yeah it would be better than where yeah. i am right now she chose she chose poorly all the chose way around because she asked blair what to do and i don't know what blair is doing here because she tells serena to go like at least they hug and say i love you to each other which was nice but all it took was Blair to hear like Trip say that he was leaving Maureen for her to yeah, just let Serena go make this mistake, and then again for the second time in three episodes, Serena chooses Trip over Blair. And but before she goes, she sees the letter from her father that Lily never got around to mentioning to her. And Blair, I feel like Blair should stay and help Serena through this, but uh, Serena tells her to go, and uh, Blair leaves with Eleanor, and Serena opens the letter. So we still don't know what it says, but Serena goes to leave. And Lily asks where she's going. Trip and his wife left. She did the right thing. But now Serena's pissed at Lily again. So uh, she tells her that Trip is divorcing Maureen, which, I, first of all, he never actually said that. He never he never said divorce. He just said that he told Maureen that he was going to leave her, which it does imply divorce, but like also divorce is a We've lengthy process. Yeah. He, yeah. he said this before. And even if he did say he's divorcing Maureen, it's not, it's not something you can just declare and like they're they're broken up. Right. With. Like, you, you, you could just not do it. And then exactly. This is going to take a while if, if he actually wants to do it. And yeah. And so she tells Lily she's going with Trip, and uh, that she understands that means she's no longer welcome here. And Lily pleads with Serena to not go through with it, since she already broke up their marriage, and it's a mistake she'll regret for the rest of her life. And Serena was just waiting for that magic word, and is like, oh, you want to talk mistakes? Well, you never get to judge me again, as she hands the open letter back to her. We gotta know what this letter said. Yeah, I need to know. Yeah. I mean, it's... I think it's something as simple... Serena's making it out to be like there's some big bomb to drop, but I think it was just as simple as... Uh, Lily went to go see Mr. Vanderwoodson and right. didn't and tell just didn't Serena tell about, Serena about it. it. Yeah. That that very uh, might might just be it. So yeah, uh, Dan and Gabriella are still hanging out for some reason, and she says that she and her daughter had their first heart to heart talk ever. And uh, she says she and Vanessa are going to stay at a hotel for the rest of the week. And Dan says, "Listen, you're welcome to stay here. I guess again, that's his call to make since Rufus really doesn't like even live there anymore." Uh, Dan makes <laughs> you know, the rules. They would have had the utensils. They would have had the utensils yet again yeah. to complete that uh that fifteen that fifteen uh pronged list that uh <laughs> every college student needs to do and oh, every yeah. college student's mom. <laughs> so, um, and then Gabriella tells Dan that since he gave her such great advice before, she's going to return the favor. All of a sudden, this woman knows everything about Vanessa and tells Dan that when she confessed her feelings to him all those years ago, he broke her heart, and the friendship almost didn't recover. So unless Dan is sure that her daughter is who he wants to be with, then she suggests he keeps his feelings to himself. What the fuck? Ga- Gabriella is the one saying that he's in love with her in the first place. He, he did not come to Gabriella <laughs> yeah. to ask for her daughter's hand. Yeah, you told this me is this. Something, 
that it may be true, but this is something that Gabriella has invented and is now laying down ground rules for him. And I feel like since Dan has never confirmed this, it's so weird to get like this aggressive about it. I I can't stand her, and once again, I am uncomfortable with all of this. Listen, she's an empath, okay? She assigns (laughs) people's feelings to them and just believes her own opinion. (laughs) Yeah, clearly. And she tells Dan that if he breaks her heart this time, then their friendship won't survive. I guess she's also a fortune teller now. And all of a sudden, she's a (laughs) Vanessa expert, like... I, I want to know what Arlo thinks about all this, but he's he's still he's in the, the cage, cage apparently. Yeah. You, know? You, you know how he gets if you leave him alone for oh, too long. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah, but she makes it seem like she's doing him a favor, too. Like, like they're buddies yeah. after she right. gives him this, this advice. Like, Which you're welcome, aren't. honey. Yeah. And then Vanessa finally enters. What was Vanessa doing during this whole conversation? Like, just waiting in Dan's room as, as Dan and her mom talk? Like, I don't know what Vanessa was doing. Um <laughs> But, yeah, she tells her mom that uh, Paul Hoffman just asks if she wants to get a drink and asks if uh, she wants to come. And then Gabriella dramatically turns to Dan and says, oh, I don't know, Dan. Do I? And if I were Vanessa, I'd be like, uh, what the fuck? Yeah. Literally. What? Like, even if Dan wants to now start dating Vanessa at this very moment, like you, don't, you can't give the guy a second to think about it. He has to, he has to choose exactly. now. And what if you said no? Like, I, it, it, yeah. it, it, The choice was you have to say no to start dating my daughter. That would be a weird way to start the relationship. Like, can I go, Dan? Pre- like, can I? Pressured say, into it like no, that. No, you can't. With your Vanessa would be like, "Why? What do you mean? What's going on?" <laughs> with with his with her mom hovering over them, like pressuring the relationship to start. What a terrible way to start a relationship! And so Dan tells her to go since Vanessa likes him a lot, and Vanessa still doesn't find it weird that Dan had to grant her permission to go. <laughs> like, yeah, you two, you two kids have a good time. Can we go, also, Papa Vanessa Dan? Is, can we? <laughs> Vanessa is still underage. They're just getting drinks with with Paul Hoffman. I guess. Oh yeah, not a big deal. Um, so yeah, that is the end of that very strange scene. Yeah, I didn't like it. No. Uh, Nate, Nate follows Serena out. He tells her not to go with Trip. Uh, he knows what he did was wrong. Again, Nate's being hard on himself. Like, he definitely could have gone about this differently. Maybe not handed the evidence over to Maureen so quickly. But Serena's the one in the wrong here. Like, you know, much like Eric, Nate was, Nate may have been selfishly doing this because he wants to go with Serena. But also, like, this whole Serena and Trip nonsense did have to stop. And he he was, he was yes. the only one doing something about it. And that's why he didn't mind doing so much. He's like, well... I should be doing this no matter what, but I'm also kind of getting something out of it. So I'll just right, go all yeah. on this. So uh, he tells Serena that he did it because ever since last week, ever since three years ago when you left, please don't I thought he was going to leave it at three weeks ago. Yeah. I was like, this is really funny. <laughs> <laughs> no. He goes, he, like, this was a bad, a poorly put together sentence. He says, ever since last week, ever since three years ago when you left, please don't get in the car. Yeah. Obviously, you know, pulling, putting sentences together, if he's, if he's not making an official speech, not his strong suit, but he did try here. So he tells Serena to stay with him, give him a chance, and then Tripp also rolls down the window and asks if she's coming. Seemingly still oblivious to anything going on between Serena and Nate. Does Tripp still does, does Trip know that he's in a love triangle right now? No, or does, he has got no clue. Like, how has he not noticed? He like, didn't pick it up last week. He, he didn't pick it up this last week. Time, yeah, last time he broke them up, they were about to kiss. Now this time, Nate is literally pouring his heart out on the sidewalk, and he's just like, Serena, what's taking so long? Uh, hey, Nate, hey, Nate, how's it going? Serena, you, you hey, coming? Yeah, yeah, yep. So weird. <laughs> and, how, like, how yeah, does he Serena not just, look at this and be like, oh, this is strange? Yeah, no, because he's a weird person. And Serena just stands there unable to make a decision as uh, we hear some Paramore, another good song choice. And for the second time in two episodes, Serena chooses Trip over Nate. So, very unfortunate. There's a chance for me here where I thought she was going to go with Nate. I was hoping for it, even though I knew what happened. And so we get the... uh, Paramore, the only exception, little closing montage here as uh, Vanessa and her mom leave the loft. Before she leaves, she tells Dan that uh, she actually likes his new face now. It's cute. Uh, okay. Weird 
Weird yeah. place to leave that, okay. that thing off. Yeah. Mm. And so uh, Dorota finally talks to Vanya, and he is so excited. Very cute scene as he hugs her, and they're jumping <laughs> up and down in excitement. Love them. Uh, Eric passes Jenny without saying anything, but he does text someone. Jenny knows we have to strike now as he gobbles down a bland sweet potato. And Lily reads the letter again as Rufus comes in, and she has to quickly and... Uh, sloppily hide it maybe and so she decides to lie to rufus and say that everything is fine kind of dangerous now now that we know that serena is mad at her and has the information that that is damaging to her like yeah m- much like much like serena and trip should have been more concerned once their little uh thing was out there lily should be more concerned here now that serena has read the letter and can like reveal things to people right but I she's gonna first, like lying. the way she put that back i thought rufus was gonna go back there and go see what she was hiding because it was very clearly that like hid in a way that she's like oh uh, i wasn't doing it i wasn't doing anything here. right so that's what oh, i thought yeah. was gonna happen next but it was yep. not no rufus just trusts nope. her he does i know out of nowhere i mean i'm glad he does finally but it took a long yeah. time for him to get here <laughs> yeah now maybe when he shouldn't be trusting her he finally <laughs> yeah. does so chuck and blair leave for paris but chuck actually asks if he can stay uh poor blair just losing friends left and right but she does give him permission to stay behind so he can comfort nate uh blair completely gets it that's why she loves him and we see that nate has been left alone and when chuck comes up to him and says come on let's get drunk you know actually got a little teary-eyed here such a nice friendship moment between these bros yeah. chuck is always down to uh get drunk with Nate to, to help him nurse his broken heart. Nate looks like, you know, when you leave your dog at home for the day oh, and they're just waiting yeah. at the window for yeah. you to come back. That's how Nate looks. He really does. And Chuck <laughs> is like, like, okay, let me be a father figure here. It's going to be okay. Chuck, Let's go get drunk. Right. And obviously they can go to Paris anytime they want, but Chuck, right. like, misses out on his weekend at Paris to go comfort Nate. It's very nice. Very nice of Father Chuck here to do that. And so... Um, Chuck tries to cheer up Nate as we see Serena in the car with Trip, and like, where does she possibly see this relationship heading? Like, yeah, great. So he's leaving his wife. His career is going to be in ruins, and they're going to be political punchlines. And like, that's how their relationship is going to thrive. And I think, like we were saying, I think she immediately realizes that because they hold hands, and she's like forcing a smile, and it looks like mm-hmm. she had already knows that she made a mistake. She's like, where are we going? What are we doing? Jesus Christ, yeah, by the way, where are we shambles. going? Yeah. And he's like, don't worry about well, it, Serena. And so I have a question also. Do we know how long Tripp and Maureen have been married for? I don't think so. I don't know. It's like they're tw- uh, he's 26? Been... Like, this, yeah. I, none of this timeline made sense to me. Because she looks like we a normal need... woman. He looks like <laughs> yeah, a normal she boy. does look, look like a normal woman. woman. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Good for her for looking like a normal woman. And he looks like <laughs> the I, big I boss like baby. <laughs> Yeah, literally Benjamin Buttoning every episode. So Dorota comes back upstairs. Maureen is there. She forgot her coat. Remember, remember Chekhov's coat here. Finally, finally some payoff with this. Mm -hmm. Uh, Knew there had to be a reason why they had the same coat because she tells Dorota to tell Rufus and Lily that everything was wonderful, and she reaches into the pocket to find the letter that Lily has been trying to hide. And we get a a bit of a sick, twisted grin start to form on her face as the episode ends. what happens next? Are, are we seeing the birth of a new Gossip Girl villain here, Brendan? Mm, I guess so. I don't I mean, we, we always knew Marine's a schemer, so I, yeah. I don't know what she's going to do with this information, but I, apparently she can use it in some way. Looking forward to the potential Maureen villain era. Um, also, we have the Jenny Eric Cold War brewing. Uh, who was he texting? Was it, was it Kira, do you think, or do you think it was someone else? That I don't know. I, I guess it must have been. That's the, only, that's the only thing that makes sense, unless it's someone we don't know yet. That is involved right. in all these schemes. Who's the most random person it could have been? <laughs> he's he's getting someone back to try to strike a counterattack against Jenny. Mm, maybe um, Cyrus is helping. 
Cyrus is helping her. And where where are Dan, Dan and Vanessa going? Are they are they gonna fuck again, or is Vanessa yeah, going down the down time. the Paul Hoffman train? They're gonna rail up by the end of the season. Oh yeah! Oh my goodness! Oh boy! Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not oh, yeah. It's not good, but it's gonna happen. <laughs> Listen, I don't like it any more than you do, but it had to be said. <laughs> I, no, it actually did not have to be said <laughs> at it all. It had to be said exactly. Like, like nobody exactly had like that. to say that. <laughs> Well, yeah. that's the episode. Let's get into some segments here. Uh, of course, my favorite segment, the user review of the week. Our old friend Comedy Fan is back to give this episode an 8 out of 10 and say, well, that was a very eventful Thanksgiving. <laughs> All the characters and their issues combined sitting around one table. I feel bad for Maureen. So I'm kind of happy that she got that letter in her coat. I just really want to know what it says. And I also wonder what was Lily's little trip. She really does have a lot of secrets. This is why I love her. <laughs> Even Dorota got some little drama in this episode. It ended pretty fast, and well, thanks to Blair and Eleanor, was nice to see them helping her to deal with it fast. And I must say, I liked Vanessa's mom in this episode. Her little moments with Vanessa showed their problems with each other, but Dan helping out there and her re- her realizing he has feelings for Vanessa was great. What? So a little bit of a difference of opinion between me and comedy. I, I, I'm sorry, <laughs> comedy fan must have good drugs. Because they have the wrong opinion think- about almost everything. And also, 8 out of 10, not to spoil my future yeah. uh, grade, but that is criminally low for this episode. Should be. Yeah, it should be higher. Uh, it's also next- like confirmed officially that Comedy Fan is, in fact, a Comedy Fan because the way they start their <laughs> review by saying, well, that just happened. They they are obviously love comedy. <laughs> so, uh, next week, we have one of the great titles of all time, The Debarted. Uh, do you have any <laughs> predictions? <laughs> do you have any? <laughs> I always love a Bart pun. I really do. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. it always works. It always um, does. Any predictions based on the title? We've been talking about the ghost of Bart a lot lately. I, I think you our theories are finally confirmed. That's one of your famous theories. <laughs> First of all, that Rufus murdered him and also that he is going to return as a ghost at some point. And are your two main theories. Honestly? <laughs> I think there's some of the more grounded theories. I would like to see yeah, it. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> so uh you think we're gonna get a spooky episode with uh the ghost of bart walking well, around well, you know what it could be it could be like um sort of like a scrooge like christmas episode and it could he could be the ghost of christmas past present oh. and future. i love it so who needs it. most to be visited by the ghosts of christmas past present and future mm. and gossip girl right now brendan who does need most that's a good question uh I mean, nate's pretty lonely right now maybe nate <laughs> I don't know how that would connect to, to Bart. I guess okay, it would have to be a father son thing. How about how about that? Yeah, it would make more sense. Yeah, yeah. but no, I would love it um, if Nate had a dream and it was the ghost of Bart. <laughs> <laughs> That's his other grandfather because Papa Chuck yeah. is there. That's true. Yes. Yeah. That's true, yeah. Um, the little blurb says, uh, Dan and Vanessa try navigating their complicated friendship. So nothing about uh Bart in, in that Rats. little blurb at least. So let's do the episode grades. Brendan, you went first last week, so I will go first this week. And when Lita was on, we said that this was a really good stretch of episodes, and that continues with another A from me. Honestly, just the iconic what you say Thanksgiving scene makes this episode worthy of an A, and everything else is just icing on the cake. There's laughs, there's chaos, there's a cliffhanger, there's another good Blair and Serena scene, also some good Chuck and Nate stuff. Obviously, uh, everything with Vanessa and her mom is weird, but uh, it's Thanksgiving, so I'm overlooking that. Thanksgiving on the Upper East Side is almost always going to get an A from me, and, uh, you know, today is no different, though. I am giving this episode an A. Wow. Uh, Brendan, what are you giving this episode? I think this episode lands in a new territory of grading for me. This is a uh, an Emma Stone episode because it's an easy A. Go on. <laughs> oh, there we go. Uh, oh. It's it's just too good. I, I knew from the minute we hit that famous two minute scene that this has to be an A, no matter how it landed. It was just too good. This is a perfect Gossip Girl episode. They 
amazingly set everything up really well. They break it down every well really well. It's everything's great. Uh, Dorota's pregnant. Like you can't beat. The, you can't get, not give the episode an A when Dorota's pregnant. Uh, yeah, of course, as is the so rule. for the next oh, yeah. nine months. Everything, everything was, <laughs> they're all like, <laughs> that's, that's true. <laughs> yep. Um, so be prepared. Yeah. yeah, it's just it's perfect. This is this is everything you love about Gossip Girl in a, in a perfectly holiday little ribboned package. Love that you feel that way. Uh, yeah. Kirsten, h- how do you feel about this one? I know y'all top out at A's, but I just want the record to show that Ooh. I'm giving it an A+. Plus. An yes, A plus let the record show. For the show. second week in a row, someone is... <laughs> let the record show that an A-plus is being given, but uh, we do max out at A's here for, for scoring purposes. Yeah, I mean, that's um, your right. problem, but... So, a perfect score. Don't know when the last one of these happened, uh... But very impressive for this episode. Very thankful for this Thanksgiving episode that Brendan is finally on the on the correct side of loving a Gossip Girl Thanksgiving. Thank episode. Well, so, well, Kirsten, is this like is this your favorite of the three I've seen so far? This is my favorite episode of Gossip Girl. Wow, because I, I think I have to agree with you there. That this this is my favorite episode I've seen so far of the show. Wow, that's great. Yeah. Love it. Wow. Um, yeah. Um, We'll we'll have to rank all the Thanksgivings when we when we on finish the, them. The final Thanksgiving uh, pod, we will rank all the Thanksgiving the, okay, episodes. Great. Perfect. Um, MVPs. Um, I almost I almost gave it to Chuck. He, he's used sparingly in this episode, but to great effect. And that moment with Nate really touched my heart. But I've never given Dorota an MVP, and I think it's finally time for me to do it. Uh, she she gets hired to work this huge Thanksgiving on very short notice. She gets time and a half pay. She kills it. She's the only one at the dinner who does not storm off or cause someone else to storm off. And then, of course, she's having a baby with Vanya and is super excited about it. So uh, she is my MVP of this episode. Uh, Brendan, who you got as an MVP? Well, you know, I have my famous rule of MVPs where if you fuck, you get an MVP. Yes, I have a course. new rule for MVPs, though. If you oh, boy. have an illegitimate child... You also get an MVP. So if you are pregnant, someone's got to be writing these these rules down for the wiki. (laughs) Well, I mean, the thing is, is if you're pregnant, that does mean at some point you fucked. Oh, oh, that's also part of it. Yes, thanks for pointing that out. But uh, yeah, (laughs) like for all the reasons you also said, just great episode for Dorota. She is a clear winner. Where everybody else has a little bit of ups and downs in this episode, she's just up, up, up. And Dorota, great showing today. All right, so that's two for Dorota, Kirsten. Who is your MVP? I'm making it a clean sweep, baby. Dorota. Wow. Clean sweep for Dorota. Dorota fools Blair about the pregnancy test, lies to Blair's True. face. She gets paid time and a half for Thanksgiving. She's allowed to come up the main ele- elevator, not the service entrance. <laughs> That's true. And she's yeah. pregnant and having a baby with Vanya. It's, listen, she wins. That, of course, is the noise we make when there's a queen sweep. Very happy for Dorota here. Um, and now our LVPs. And uh, for me... Creepy Trip is a deranged sociopath, and I'm giving him another LVP. He is uh, he's setting his marriage and his t- entire career up in flames just for Serena. I truly don't understand what is wrong with him. And he keeps interfering with Serena and Blair time, so fuck him. He's my LVP. Brendan, who's your LVP? Uh, so I, I don't want to give it to him just because I, I, I don't want to give to... We, if we give him this award right now, and so does Kirsten, that'll be a, a sweep for every single category. I've got a different. I've got a different LVP. Okay, okay, so okay, you okay, can do what you want. You. Okay, because he really did ruin the perfect ending to Serena's episode. So I gotta give it to him. He's a he's a nut job. Uh, he's ruining Serena's life. <laughs> he's ruining my life. Uh, <laughs> LVP the trip. 
All right, Kirsten, we're now dying to know who your LVP is if you're going to go off the board and not choose My trip. LVP is Dan. Not only is he Ooh. in love with Vanessa, but he can't <laughs> oh, have her true. and is sad about it. <laughs> How could you lose How more? Embarrassing. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is embarrassing. Bad look for Dan here. Yeah, tough look right. for Dan. I mean, I feel like almost everyone is an LVP in this episode except uh, sure. Dorota and Maureen because she doesn't have to be married to Trip anymore. Yeah, good for Maureen, yep. who comes out on top here. <laughs> is that a separate section when we have like an all LVP episode? Do we have a separate <laughs> Oops, section for just LVP. like not LVPs? Oops, all, Oops, all LVPs. <laughs> um, yeah, sure. Uh, I wasn't listening to you, Brendan, but I, yeah. Thank you. You just, you just got to appease me sometimes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, all right. So that's everything except for, of course, the critically acclaimed fan favorite segment known as Lonely Boys Theater. You are now listening to Lonely Boys Theater. And this episode, we have that great, that great scene where Lily and Maureen meet each other on the sidewalk, and then uh, also some some Gossip Girl voiceover work as well. So, who wants to be the titular Gossip Girl? Hmm. Does right. uh, Does anybody really? have a character they really want to be? I feel like, uh, Brendan, I know you love Lily. Do you want to portray Lily in this one? Um, I love Lily. Um, I would do that if no one else wants her. All right. And then do you want do you want Gossip Girl, Kirsten, or do you want Maureen? Normal Maureen, I, as she's known well, as. Well, Matt, do you have, like, a really good Gossip Girl voice? Because I'd like to hear that if you do. I wouldn't say I'm really good. I, I'd say serviceable, maybe. Okay. Well, I think <laughs> you should be Gossip Girl. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I will be I will be the serviceable gossip girl, and you will be the normal looking Maureen, and normal looking. will be the, <laughs> the sexy tooth Lily. Yeah, <laughs> Kirsten is famously teeth. very normal looking. I am a normal <laughs> li- woman. Normal woman. <laughs> That's true. All right, Brennan, uh, I believe you have the first line. So if we all have okay. our scripts out in front of us, whenever you're ready, it's going to try and feel as sexy as possible, <laughs> really quick. Okay, Maureen. Oh, I'm so glad to see you. How is DC? So much to get ready. But Tripp insisted we spend the holidays here. Oh, speaking of, I'd love to know why he has my daughter working on Thanksgiving. She said she's volunteering at a soup kitchen with him. I've never seen her work these kind of hours. Is it always like this with him? No. His schedule's been especially busy these last few weeks. This is probably an overstep. But do you think you could convince him to spend part of your Thanksgiving Eve with us? You know, force my daughter to have a family like them? Family, family, little family time. <laughs> that wasn't very family sexy, like Lily. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh-oh. I was looking at your like jacket. Lily's having oh. a, looks like Lily's having a stroke and someone's small Thanksgiving <laughs> might just have a big problem. Yes. Yes. We'd love to come. May the Lord make us truly thankful for what we are about to receive. <laughs> Whew. What, what a great great, that, that great Lonely Boy here. Theater, uh, Maddie. Only. <laughs> <laughs> ah, thank you, thank you very much. I'll take all the accolades. Um, that is everything, uh, except for, of course, we we got we got to plug our stuff here. But uh, Kirsten, thank you so much again. We love this Thanksgiving tradition of you coming on every season to to break down the iconic uh, Joe McMahon approved episodes of Gossip Girl. Do you have anything that you would like to plug at this hour? Yes, of course. So over on BoJack Horse Pod, Lindsay Wilson and I are talking about Tuca and Birdie having a great time right now. Uh, I'm also currently over on the Rob Has a Podcast Network uh, talking about The Real Love Boat, which is really fun uh, with Rob and Jenny. And of course, Mess Magnet, Sasha Joseph and I are talking about pop culture, celeb gossip, trending topics, 
Uh, last week, we talked about uh, Ticketmaster and antitrust law for quite some time, but it was all oh. about Taylor Swift, so it was good. And then, of course, follow me everywhere at Kirsten Said What. Hell yeah. Everyone better be doing that. <laughs> uh, Brendan, what are you plugging? You know I'm going to plug a little bit of Sandy Boys, who you finally posted A little bit of Sandy Boys in, in my, my life. life. A little, there we go. <laughs> we life. should do a musical episode of God. <laughs> I think we will Lonely soon. Boys. Look right. out for that. Um, yeah, well, check us out on patreon.com slash the happy boys pod to find all of your OC needs. We should be back regularly soon. So check that out. Otherwise, um, just look for some more fun holiday themed episodes of the happy boys over on that podcast feed. Hell yeah. Uh, uh what should I plug? If you're, uh, Sex Live of college listening girls, to this season two. Of course, of course. You if know. you're listening to this, another two episodes of Sex Life of College Girls have dropped. Uh, so if you haven't watched those yet, you know, I don't know why you chose this over Sex Life of College Girls, but you, you can what, really tell the honor. real fans of this particular podcast when they come on and encourage you to do the stupid thing that you do at the end of the show where you plug TV shows. Brendan, I don't think you have any leg to stand on calling any part of the show stupid. It's <laughs> my show, too. I could call it stupid. It's a bad show. Brendan, who derailed the podcast as soon as we started to talk about, I, I forgot even yeah, what he All he what cares he, to tell us is that his desk is two feet to the right and that his underwear are uncomfortable. <laughs> and now I'm going to need an extra session of therapy this week. Uh, listen, if I was doing more stuff, I would plug the stuff I was doing. But uh, someone hasn't booked me onto the Hoppy Boys in quite some time. I, I actually have been trying all day to do just that. Hmm. I'm a busy boy. <laughs> I think you should try harder. I'm making plans, baby. Um, so obviously watch the Sex Lives of College Girls. Uh, what else have I been watching? Caught up on the White Lotus. Another another great season. Uh, Brendan, you're not a White Lotus guy? Uh, no, but hearing a lot of buzz about it. I, I am fully Aubrey caught Plaza up on Sex Lives, it. so that's great. That is great. I, didn't, I, I don't think I wasn't caught up uh, live with that show for a season. I wasn't aware that... This is what HBO Max does where they give you two at a time, and I'm annoyed. Yeah, I'm saving it to binge. You're annoyed? Yeah. Oh, you're annoyed because you want it all at once. Yeah, it's just kind of the way things go nowadays, but I guess I, it's better than one at a nah. time. I'll give them that. Yeah, I like two at a time. I think it's uh, I think it's nice. I think little it's nibbles? Neat. Yeah, little nibbles. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched a whole season of American Horror Story in one day. Wow. Ten hour-long episodes. What day was that that I did Thanksgiving. that? Thanksgiving. Uh, Were you hungover? That sounds like a hangover day. <laughs> I think it was the day after Thanksgiving, actually. But yeah, I actually, uh, I might have just been going insane after uh, my second straight day of not leaving the house and being all by myself. But <laughs> I, I quite enjoyed uh, the season of American Horror Story for the first time in, in many, many seasons. Wow. I can just, that show's still going on. R- Listen, uh, Ryan Murphy has blackmail on everybody. Yeah, this is this was season 11, actually. Yeah, season Jeez. 11. Uh, they are renewed to at least 13. So oh my these God. FX shows, they go on forever. Always Sunny has been yeah. renewed up to 18 seasons at Always least. Always Sunny's so. been good. Always. That's true. Uh, Always Sunny, it's amazing. I, I mean, I still have not fully caught up, but it is amazing how even in like the 13th season, it is still consistently good. It's Always yes. Sunny. I'm, I'm caught up and it's still great. It yeah. is Always Sunny. It's Very Always good. Funny and It's Always Sunny. Ah, oh boy. That, that's all I That's all I got. Uh, if, if I ever do record another podcast. Oh, any, any uh, Dead to Me? You watch that show? No. I need to catch up no. on uh, season two of that one before I can watch season three. But season one was amazing, so I really just need to make the time. Yeah, it's, it's on my list. But yeah, like I said, there's so much, so much stuff I gotta. Well, watch. Well, Maddie, have that you watched any Tuca and Birdie to come on Tuca and Bird Pod? I've watched all of Tuca and Birdie. I have not uh, 
Well, you if know, you rewatched any episodes to come on the pod, if, but yeah, I would. Uh, if you could send me your favorite episodes from seasons two and three, we could make it happen. Yeah, it, I'll look at them. It's tough because I don't remember them as well as the as the Wells the Bojack episode. So I will. I'll I'll have to find one to to come Please. on for. But yeah, that. Uh, if nothing else, just so I have something to plug at the end of these podcasts. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Please, yeah, just for me. All right. Uh, that that's everything. I, I guess we're gonna have another Lagoria approved episode. I know. Today. Sorry. I know. This is why you really talk about it, all the TV you like, just so you can get it over two hours. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I would talk for you know twenty more minutes, but I think we've said all that needs to be said. Yeah, we probably it's have. True. All right. So you can follow me on Twitter at MattyFresh24. You can follow Brendan on Twitter at RuppyPuppy. You can follow his podcast, The Hoppy Boys, at The Hoppy Boys Pod. And you can come back next week where we'll be discussing Season 3, Episode 12, The Departed. But until then, you know you love us. XOXO. Lonely Boys. boys.